The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night, all day. <laughs> and I was just thinking, is this my fifth time? I think so. Dude, I'm, I feel so blessed. I'm blessed to have you. It's like, holy crap, man. I, five times in three years? Come like, on, brother. And, I was the, and we had, of course, the, uh, the first show in the, in the old new studio. Yeah. Well... Yeah, you were the first. Well, you we were remember, the very first. remember, we had to wait for like two hours, and the the mics weren't working, and the and yeah. the head, we couldn't use headphones, and then we made a big mistake of getting really high. <laughs> I do remember. <laughs> I remember you calling me like I don't couple... remember it being a mistake. <laughs> no, you I call... remember it being the right move. <laughs> you called me a couple of days later and said, <laughs> "Dude, we have to do that over. We need a do over." <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I'm we were sorry. barbecued. Yeah, we were. But we were I, that's part of the fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, and the place looks phenomenal. It's really, really beautiful. Thank you. So what is the reason why you can't smoke cigars? You Mm. said there's a reason as you puff on that robot dick. Well, okay. So I did something uh, at the end of last year, which I should have done 10 years ago. I had a real uh, problem. Psychedelic experience? No, I wish. No. Well, it wound up kind of being a cool experience, but my, the bone in my jaws degenerated. You know where you go to the dentist and they stick that thing in and they go... Uh Two, three, yeah, yeah. Five, no, nine, nine, eleven, <laughs> and that's millimeters. So you know, I had like a good half. It's pocket, so the the bone had just degenerated, and so um, I was really a candidate for full on dentures. Oh Jesus! Uh huh. Exactly, and so I found these great uh, dentists. One in Fredericksburg, one in Kerrville, and uh, one does all the cosmetic stuff. I said, look, dude, I cannot have dentures. And first of all, my wife will never sleep with me again. That's the worst thing. Yeah, I'm, not, them I'm not going to those... put shit in the glass <laughs> next to me at night. No. Second, I'm really worried about my speech. You know, right. I, I can't be clicking and doing all right. that shit. This is what I do right. for a living. So they figured out they could remove 12 teeth. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Ha- amen. 12 teeth. And, and now, mind you, I've never had any procedure. I've never, I've never been uh, under anesthesia. I've never even had an IV. So, and quite frankly, I was quite terrified of it. But it had to be done because as they did the scans, they do the, I think it's a CT scan, you can slice mm-hmm. through your head. Not only was this degenerating, but it had gotten all the way up to my sinuses and there was a low level infection. Holy shit, you didn't know? I thought I had allergies. Wow. And, and so I, we'd always go out to eat in Austin, you know, and then be like, Austin is filled with shit because the minute I'm eating in a restaurant, it's like, oh, it's just streaming down. I'm like, hey, this, what is going on? Turns out, eating, you're aggravating the, uh, the, the infection. infection and the sinuses, and it just, you know, it would just really get bad. Oh, my God. So I didn't even know this until, you know, just before I got this procedure. So the idea is they knocked out 12 teeth, four in the front, four at the bottom, and then, you know, a couple of these molars, um, which was, I mean, I was... Fucking afraid! I was Did you really take pictures of you? With like oh, dude, West I, Virginia smile. Yeah, no, no, no. I'll show you. I'll show you. It's you, you, no. You're gonna think it's a it's a TikTok filter when you see it. But so it put me under for five and a half hours with fentanyl. Hot which, damn! Exactly. Now, mind you, I'm there. My wife is there. I'm like, uh, and she's putting the IV. And I was more afraid of the IV than anything. Like I've never had this. Like you've never had an IV. Never. Never. Oh. No. And so. It goes in. I'm like, was that it? Hey, <laughs> and I'm out. But I kept waking up. Um, and of course, by then you're anesthetized and everything. And, and I kept waking up during this procedure, and they would hit me with some more fentanyl. I didn't even know. And I guess medical fentanyl is, is pretty 
pretty normal to use for this kind of procedure. And later they said, uh, any red hair in the family? Like red hair? No. Any Irish in the family? No. Because they apparently red hair and Irish have high tolerance for all kinds of uh, anesthesia and drugs. Interesting. And I said, uh, "Hello, how Bill Burr." And I said, "How about?" Um, <laughs> I grew up in Amsterdam. Oh yeah, yeah. That's probably <laughs> we gave you enough fentanyl to put an elephant under, man. It's like okay, but I kept waking up, and I remember a lot of it specifically. Oh my goodness. So after, that's how swollen my face was. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Yeah. Uh huh. That looks like a filter. It's what, that's what everyone. No one believes it. So yeah. that, that's it, what I look it looks like. Looks like a TikTok filter. Yeah. So um, and so now uh, I'm ossifying my bone. So they put a platinum titanium. What is that word? Ossifying. It's growing. You're growing bone. Oh. And the, what they you, you couldn't do the, the technology is amazing. You couldn't do this 15 years ago. They'd have to get some bone from your hip and graft that on. Ossify. <laughs> Turn into Become bone. Rigid, right? Yeah. Fixed yeah. in attitude. Yeah. Um, oh. So turn into bony tissue. So they put a titanium plate on the top and the bottom with two little screws, titanium screws, and then some uh, some plates in the where the molars were. And then they take some of your own blood. Uh, they mix it up with some, I think, pig blood and maybe some Uyghur bones or something. So, <laughs> who knows what they, who knows? We don't really ask about that. If I start speaking Chinese, then you know oh, what's up. no. And so now I'm in, in the growth process. And so I have a bridge here. And I, yeah. think, that, I think they look good. I mean, these are temporary. But, like, hi, I can smile. They look totally normal. Thank you. That's, oh, no that's, idea. That's Hollywood. And, so uh, those are temporary, and then eventually they have to do those posts? Yes. I yeah. had a buddy of mine who yeah. got his teeth knocked out in a mm -hmm. hockey game, and yep. he's got, like, posts, and, mm -hmm. they, and he had magnets. So oh, he, he, he could take them out? Like, dunk, like, stuck up there with a magnet. Oh, I should ask about that. Well, do you I want mean, that? Or do you want them permanent? Well, I want them permanent, but yeah. there may be benefit to putting a different, you know, put a little... Little fang in there or something. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> hello. How you doing? Great for Halloween. So, yeah, so, one time a year you, you need it. So I literally have these two bridges are connected to my canine teeth. Wow. And you know they have to adjust them because it's going to be six months before the the bone is ossified enough to then put the uh, the posts in wow. and the permanent teeth. That's crazy. Yeah, but these guys are great. You know they're like mid thirties. What they know caused what your doing. bone to deteriorate like that? Part of it's genetics. Um, um, also, when I was young, like two or three, we lived in Uganda uh, for a couple of years, and my parents, you know, they were also young parents, and what the, they didn't know what the fuck they were doing, I guess. So they put me to bed every night with a chocolate cookie. So by the time I was 11, now nine, I, I just had cavities and all oh, kinds of shit going on, man. and that's where I developed an incredible fear of dentists, you know, so, mm. so later on, you know, I, as I said, I should have done it 10 years ago, but, you know, going through a divorce, and... The dentist was actually some gay guy start hitting on me, and I was like, you know, fun I'm, times. I'm like, no, this is this that's is, not the guy you want putting <laughs> no. under. He would call me with, hi, say hi to Bob. I'm like, nah, oh, what are you doing, boy. man? No, so I didn't want any of that. Um, but I'm so happy I did it because not only um, did it, has it almost fixed my sinuses just by removing them, just by clearing that all up, I also hear better. You know, I, I have my hearing aids. Yeah. Not that it's louder per se, but I hear more high end. So you know, because I, of the lack of infection, yeah, of so course, they, of course. Yeah. So did they have to treat the infection with IV antibiotics? Like, how do they treat the infection? Well, this is this was the downer. Well, the infection just kind of goes away. I mean, um, I don't think I had any. Oh, I, I did have some oral. Mm, yeah, just some some pill I would take. Mm -hmm. But they for pain, they gave me ibuprofen, 
and um, hydrocodone. Whoa. And the hydrocodone I took for maybe five days. You take ibuprofen, hydrocodone. And the hydro- it did nothing for me. It's like, mm. this is not helping any pain. What it did is it made me fucking constipated. Oh, no. And, 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 you know, and then you get gas that's all trapped oh, and stuff. No. Oh, man, this was weeks of ag- agony. So it didn't help the pain, but it did knot up your guts. Yeah, it's an opioid, you know. So, and the ibuprofen Ooh. was great. You know, it's just uh, that was, none of that was the problem. Now it's like, mm, it's like if you're doing everything with the mouth guard in. You know, mm-hmm. it, I'm used to it. But, but you feel it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's still, you know, there's some slicing and the t's and the f's mm. and the, you know so i go back and then my guy in uh, uh in fredericksburg he'll you know adjust it and it's like you know it's the techno again technology is amazing it's like look i'm going on joe show i can't do something like this you gotta pick me up man <laughs> hello <laughs> yeah yeah wow. so and anyway so a week before this procedure you know I me mean, i've been smoking tobacco and weed since i was 13 um and you know Morning, noon, and night. Just always, you know, uh, kind of keep myself nice, medicated. And uh, uh, Mitch, who's in Kerrville, he's the the periodontist who, you know, this is a guy where I said, before we even got, went down this road, I said, why why did you choose this profession? He's like, I love surgery. I'm oh, like, okay, Jesus okay, cool, cool, cool. Christ. No, you're my guy. You're my guy. <laughs> so he calls me up. And, you know, we kind of became friendly. He's also a pilot. And so, you know, we got a little, you know, we got friendly. And he says, Adam. Um, we're a week out. Do me a favor. So with that, stop putting fucking fire in your mouth, okay? Because it's not going to make my job easier. It's going to make the healing a lot harder. And you just can't put hot smoke and fire in your mouth. You got to stop that shit for the before the operation and, and, and during the healing process. And this was the moment that just pushed me over the edge. Like, okay, I'm just going to stop. And uh, I do have a, a vaporizer, an actual vaporizer. We put some some weed in it, and then mm. uh, it vaporizes. Um, but I, it, it kind of, like maybe once a day or every other day, I'll take a hit, and, and it's cool because it's all you know, it's it's cooled down. And the THC is actually good for for the healing process. But I kind of, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I'll still I'll still take a gummy or a, you know something like that, and. I don't know. I don't really. I get a lot more shit done. Amazingly, <laughs> when, I used to be smoking all the time. When you even bring up the word vaporizer, I get nervous. Really? Because we used to have one of those volcanoes in the oh, studio, no. and it, it, the highest I've ever been in my life was we would hit that bag of mist. You know those the vaporizers? This one. What yeah. is that? That's your this vaporizer? Is it. Yeah. Oh, so. that looks like a cell phone. <laughs> That's crazy. So, I thought that was a See, phone. the weed goes in there. Oh, wow. Right? And you close it up, and okay. then you turn it on. It goes to 190 degrees, and then you take a couple hits. And... Let me, can I see that? Yeah, of course. Where do you buy? A, a... It's, the, it's the Mighty Plus, Joe. I don't know. Some, someone turned me on to it. I bought it online. Wow. Yeah. It, you know, it, most of it's uh, you know, battery and cooling looking. tubes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this looks like, like some sort of a bizarre phone, <laughs> but, it, but you can see through it. Yeah. Yeah. And it has the, yeah, I'll show you. It has the, has the display. See? Oh, wow. So, and they just These wait. These fucking stoners. Hey, you know, I still, I still like it. I mean, this, this is my culture, basically. I get it. It's my culture, too. But, so, of course, I really loved smoking. I mm. loved fucking, go out on the porch, you know, have a hit or two, you know, have either pure weed or tobacco and just a little bit of tobacco in there with the weed. I loved it. Uh, you know, my wife was always like, you should stop that shit one day. I'm like, yeah, sure I will. And she, she's kind of mad that, you know, oh, so you stopped because of this? You know, all, all my asking never did anything. 
So why, I, did she, I, why did she want you to stop with the weed? No, it's just smoking in general. Not, it's oh, not, yeah, smoking. just smoking in general. Mm. No, I mean, it's not a problem about the the weed or anything. It's just just smoking. In, it's just nasty. Yeah. She's not a smoker, so right. it's just nasty. I get it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I can't have cigars, and I'm probably just never going to do that again. You know, I have the equivalent of a. You know, when this is all done, it's like a you know a Porsche basically in my mouth. <laughs> That's <laughs> pretty is, cool. This is this is not insurance <laughs> stuff. You know, not insurance level. So now it's 190 degrees. You flip that open. Very little, just a wow. very, very small. That is a very strange look, looking yeah. oh, little it, device. It looks totally stupid. <clears throat> it doesn't look stupid. <laughs> well, it's kind of weird. Looks very high tech. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of these wacky kids are walking around with uh, dab pipes. They bring them with them now. Yeah, the a lot of the LA the guys is, are doing The dab that. is that's pretty harsh, man. <laughs> it's basically the wax you mean. Yeah, they, yeah. And a you're, lot. You're basically taking psychedelics. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, right? it's it's right, way Jamie? heavy shit. Yeah, you don't fuck with that, dude. When I first, I was I was curious. You know, I wanted to figure out. I couldn't. I no one. T- there was no one to teach me what to do. So I tried to figure it out on my own, and I would cough. I almost shit oh. my pants every oh, yeah. time. I, oh, yeah. I was be coughing so hard. I, someone once right gave me gave me a sheet, and so you know, I put a little bit in the pipe. Like I'm like, no, 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 this no, is, no, 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 no. I like the no. God's flower. Yeah, you know, give that me to me. He's like, that's fine. That's, that's regulatable. Fine. Right, even like when you get like really strong weed, like I kind of understand where I'm going. You know, I, I I've I've seen the territory before. I'm you, like, you wow. Know, you, okay, I know where I'm at. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna be okay. That He's, dab stuff. You're like, what is no. this dimension yeah. I find myself wandering through? Yeah, and this it's, is and not. It's, it's nasty because it's sticky, mm-hmm. and you know, it's you can't get it off your fingers. Have you ever had absinthe? Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's not really my bag. I had it once in Vancouver. In Vancouver, I think it was like real absinthe. Where I, just, I think the way it's been described to me, and I don't know what I'm talking about, which surprised. Yeah. But <laughs> um, I think the stuff that they get in America is not quite as pure, or is not the same. Like it's been described to me, but I forget. But uh-huh. anyway, the point being, uh, I had a couple of those, and I was like, this is like a cousin of drunk. Yeah, it's oh like, yeah. It's not oh, like yeah. drunk, but it's like drunk's next door neighbor. Well, you keep thinking people die on this shit. I think it was a party in San Francisco. It was an absinthe party. You and know? people died on it? No, not there. But, oh, yeah, people have totally died from absinthe poisoning. The, the same yeah. way they die from alcohol poisoning? Sure, sure. Yeah. yeah, it's just super, you know, supercharged. And, it's weird. And they you know, poured over a sugar cube or something. Mm-hmm. And they light and, it on fire and all yeah, that it's, yeah. it's, I'm, I've never been a drinker, really. Uh, I, I love a drink. You know? yeah. I love wine. I love whiskey, sometimes a beer, but you know, it's never been my, my high. And now, again, it's really weird that I don't really miss being kind of semi-stoned all the time. And I'm really getting <laughs> a lot more done. I was like, my wife's like, Tina's like, man, you know, you got all this shit done on your list. I'm like, I know, I know, I'm so productive. All this shit on your list. That's <laughs> I got, a, I got a list. Like, I got to do this. I got to do that. And you know, I, you know, I'm a procrastinator. Yeah, man. I always have been. So, well, it's not. Nice. That's part of stoner culture too, right? The procrastination. I'm 58. <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's time to you know, rein it in just a little bit, just yeah. a little bit. Yeah, but why, definitely. Why start now? Why rein it in now when you're already 58? It seems like. You've the health thing was was yeah, re- that really that. that really told me something you know yeah, it was like well, and, that makes sense. and uh, Tina started she did the um, the seventy five hard program oh, okay. you familiar with that yeah 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 um, which is amazing um, I didn't do that of course but she also decided to go all uh, carnivore 
Mm. And, you know, we get our stuff from the ranchers directly at KNC and anyone you know around. There's some good ranchers. Um, and I just I feel so good. You mm. know? And we will have hamburgers for breakfast, you know. Right? Yeah. And, and, you know, all the, like last night we had bavette. You know, bavette mm-hmm. is a great cut of meat. I mean, it's just amazing how how tender and beautiful. And so, you know, we, and we're just cooking more. And, and we're, now we go out to a restaurant I'm like this. This is shit. You know, we become beef snobs. Mm. It's just like, mm, this this doesn't taste good. So, right. Um, um, and that I think really has helped a lot with just my general health and uh, how I feel and everything. It's it's really quite beneficial. I mean, it, I think there's been quite a a psyop on people in general. Like, you know, oh, red meat, and it's going to sit in your colon forever, and you're going to get cancer, you're going to die from it. And I think nothing could be further from the truth. Yeah, that's definitely not true. <clears throat> the the idea that it sits in your colon forever, that's all horseshit. Mm-hmm. But I think there's different people have different um, requirements when it comes to nutrition. And for some people, I, I don't know if carnivore is the way to go. But I've done it, and I, I'm doing it now because mm-hmm. it's January, and January's World Carnivore Month. Oh, is it? Yeah. Congratulations. Thank Yay. You. <laughs> you know. So you, how long have you been doing it straight for? Um, about uh, five, five, six months now. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Straight yeah. for five well, or six we'll, months. We'll do, you know, we'll do hog. Or we'll do bacon sometimes in the morning and yeah. eggs. And, yeah. Um, but yeah. Pretty much, but that's what carnivore is. Carnivore is just an animal-based yeah, animal, diet. Animal, yeah, animal-based protein. Yeah, it's amazing how many people do it and feel good though. It's it's, it's really weird. Well, there's these guys who I met. They're um, they're actually in Bastrop, the meat mafia. They had young guys like 28, and they were uh, high school uh, or college athletes. And when they left college, their bodies just broke down, and you know they were you know like bowel problems and shitting 20 times a day and just uh, and both of them independently just all kinds of issues and someone turned them on to um, to pure you know a carnivore diet and they were doing you know grass-fed grass-finished and within two weeks all of those problems went 20 years of problems and then all those problems were you know 15 years all the problems went away and you'd be amazed how many people I've turned on to. Hey, you know, why don't you why don't you just try some of this? Don't go to you know, don't go to H E B. You know, let me give you an address where you can get the stuff direct from the rancher. Mm-hmm. And within two weeks, most of the problems start to clear up, complexion, all kinds of stuff. I think there's a lot of people out there that are allergic to gluten. Oh, of course, gluten yeah. is a real problem. I think that's, yeah. that's it's a inflammatory. Real issue. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot of people that um, they're allergic to it and they don't realize it and they don't realize that eating like that and eating a lot of bread and a lot of pasta, it just, they mm-hmm. think of it as food and this is just how I feel. But yeah. then if you just eliminate that food, all of a sudden your body just relaxes. Like, and you just feel so much better. Yeah. I See, I think that I, I like, I like salads. I, I enjoy eating a salad. Mm-hmm. I, sure. I eat salads. I, but I think. There's a there's a real issue with what we put on salads. Like a lot of Absolutely. people use these terrible Cedar salad dressings, oils yeah. and stuff. Oh. Yeah, and if you know any like canola oil, of course, we probably talked about that. Yeah. It's basically industrial byproduct. You know, yeah, it's, just, it's industrial it's lubricant. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, that's how Crisco started. Mm-hmm. You know, Crisco was basically the the candle business, and electricity came around, and people didn't want candles anymore, Ugh. and they changed the candles into Crisco to to lube up. Uh, <laughs> I mean, to use for baking. <laughs> well, it's just, it's really amazing how a few scientists, I guess it was like, what is it, the 50s or 60s, they paid yeah. them off 
to say mm. that it was uh, saturated fat was causing all these problems mm-hmm. with people and all this obesity when it was really just sugar. Yeah. And the sugar scientists, yeah. these these guys who got yeah. paid off, it wasn't mm-hmm. much money. They got paid off like, I think it was like $50,000. Well, in, in the 50s and 60s, that, yeah. was, that was a lot of money. I'm sure. But I mean, the, but literally it's changed the way people look at nutrition forever and no one's adjusted. I mean, a lot of people have that are in the know, but you have to be paying attention. You have to be reading books. You have to be talking to nutritionists and biologists Mm -hmm. and and actual people that really understand what's going on for you to sort of make this shift in your perceptions. But a lot of people haven't. If you tell people you're on a carnivore diet, one of the first things they'll tell you is like, oh, my God, what about all those saturated fat? What are you going to do? You're going to die. You want the fat, actually. You want that part. Well, the problem we have now is climate change is being used to remove all uh, animals, and you cannot you know, look uh, on Google News at all any day without seeing, oh, you know, we're now making chicken out of actual chicken cell cultures, and we do it in this big vat, and it's going to be even healthier than eating real chicken. And this is, and people are buying into this, brother. They are buying. In, are you tired? Am I boring? Am I boring you already? No, I'm, I'm fucking. <laughs> I'm not at all. Oh, okay. I'm just like God. Oh, oh, that was a disgust look. Okay, I got. I you. just. Get, it's happening. Regenerative it's really agriculture. Happening. Regenerative yeah. agriculture is actually good. Like you can you can still buy food from regenerative farms, and those farms are operating at like a, a carbon neutral environment. Complete. Well, I saw Will Harris. I've been yeah. I've been to White Oaks Pastures. Oh, uh, have you? Yeah, really? I, you went to Georgia. I, yeah, uh, the Beef Initiative had a, a meet up, and that's where you kind of. You know, I'm just helping them out. It's it's not really a money making operation, but it's connecting. It's helping ranchers understand that there is a market that they can sell directly to a consumer, and it's teaching consumers who are interested that they can go to a rancher and and get you know basically the the the, the protein from the source. Mm. And what uh, what the Beef Initiative figured out early on is that who is interested in that is Bitcoiners, because Bitcoiners have money. They got Bitcoin. And they understand value or they have a certain understanding of value. And uh, they like to hang out and like to do meetups. And then you bring them together and you have some ranchers talk and the Bitcoiners talk. So now we have ranchers understanding Bitcoin, taking Bitcoin as payment, Ooh. holding on to some of it, which is can be very, very profitable in many cases. In many cases. Yeah. Well, like like last week I, I went to, to coal and I, I bought like – you know, a third of a, of a cow, basically, all in cuts. And I paid him Bitcoin. And, you know, two days later, boom, he's got 20%, you know, extra value just because the price went up. And I was happy. I'm happy for him. You know, what I feel is good Bitcoin worth now? Has it shifted back up? About 23, yeah. 23,000. Mm-hmm. So what was the high? The Se- high? 70. Oh, mm-hmm. that's a big drop. Sure. sure. So if you bought in at 70, which Ooh. many people did. Yeah, well, I mean, we buy well. We got in at four thousand during the pandemic, because you know I think I told you I had four thousand. Really? I had sixty-five <clears throat> Bitcoin that were given to me in like two thousand eleven, and somewhere around two thousand fifteen or sixteen, I'm like, holy shit, this is worth nine hundred dollars. Sell. So I sold it all. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so that's not going to happen to me again. So when it was, it went, you know, everything tanked during the pandemic, and so it was four thousand. Uh, Tina and I said, let's buy in, let's do this. And then, you know, we've been doing what's called daily daily cost average. 
So by a little bit every single day, and you know, you're you basically it's like a savings account, and we, you know, we only will spend it on literally on something like that. Uh, we just keep it, and we'll see. You know, it's like we we save dollars too, but uh, this is kind of a who knows? I mean, there's so much talk of. I mean, shit, even Elon Musk is probably going to be the, the guy who runs the money system, you know, once he has his X project all in place that he's doing with Twitter. The whole concept is to have that be your, um, your wallet. You know, that's all of Silicon Valley wants to be your bank. Um, and I think yeah, what do you Elon mean? is no, ex- no exception. But what do you mean by, like, what do you think he's planning? Uh, well, it will either be a coin that is specific <clears throat> to him or just looking at his overall history where um, things he does usually turns into a government project. Um, maybe that's where the central bank digital currency comes in. I don't know. You know we just had Brazil and um, Argentina decide that they're going to uh, have the same money Fuck. and it will be a, a digital a digital uh, peso or whatever it's going to be. And that will probably be a completely controllable central bank digital currency, which is being implemented everywhere. Um, and you know the, the dollar would be the last one. Um, I know that um, I, I, Elon seems a, a very good, uh, that, like that he's doing that. That's what his whole overall plan is, I think. You know, he's always said he wants to be like WeChat. Um, and in China, everything's on WeChat, including the government who then can turn off your money if you're <sighs> a bad boy. Yeah, I, I think that's coming. So it's a bit of a hedge to have Bitcoin. And Bitcoin is the only currency that I think we have currency to that can do that. that yeah. everything that we have. Yeah, the the but, idea yeah. that there's a centralized digital currency connected to a social credit score system yep. is absolutely fucking terrifying because people yeah. self-censor already. Yep. They self-censor just because they're worried about other people's opinions. Mm-hmm. Like that's what virtue signaling is all about. Mm-hmm. What virtual signaling is all about, virtue signaling is people sending out a signal on Twitter or social media to let everyone know that you're a good person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of those people are not really good people, yeah. but they want to send out that signal and they're terrified about, you know, the repercussions of not being a good person. So the the only way I know to resist that is literally Bitcoin and, and, oh, and only Bitcoin. But what I was getting at was that, like, that sort of self-censoring comes mm-hmm. with no financial repercussions. What, if you really want to get people to pay attention to what you're promoting and what you're, what, you know, if you're the government and you're you're telling people to behave and think in a certain way and follow a certain ideology, mm-hmm. if it's if they're financially penalized for not following, which they mm-hmm. are in China, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. in China, if they vary. If they stray from the path and, you know, criticize the government or criticize or, or talk shit about anything, like, you can't fucking buy plane tickets. You, you're not going mm-hmm. anywhere. Well, arguably, this is already happening in the United States if you um, run a weed store or any other type of um, – or, you know, if you have a website that is uh, um, considered, you know, too conservative, too crazy, QAnon, whatever, then you can't get a bank account. You can't use uh, any, you know, any of the payment systems. They literally debank you, so you can't receive money. Um, and I think the self-censoring comes from that. Certainly, advertising-related. If you uh, if you have a, a podcast or you do anything with advertising, um, you know that is a wedge. You know, people will go after your advertisers and use that as a wedge. Well, you know what that's like. Yes. To, yeah. to bring you down. Um, and so that is, it's already kind of here and, and that's, 
not a good thing. You know, we we have to resist thing. that. Yeah, we have to resist that. It's just it, the problem is it's it's so normal for people to do that. It's such a natural human instinct to try to punish someone for for going outside of the lines, and then people who don't even benefit from it financially, they will be your reinforcement army. They they will they will get people to stay inside those lines. Mm-hmm. We saw it with COVID, yep. right? I mean, there's there's people that all of a sudden became the reinforcement army for the pharmaceutical companies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very strange. Which is probably the biggest bad actor out there. Yeah, I mean, right they they have the most criminal fines of any organization ever. They own the media. They own the media. Well, they they definitely they're the have, biggest advertisers. Well, they also are promoting different politicians. I mean, the, the mm-hmm. amount of money that pharmaceutical drug companies have just to distribute is just extraordinary. They have so much money. They make so much money. Mm-hmm. The crazy thing about the the COVID um, situation, like when um, we were in the pandemic and the, the heat of everything, and they were profiting at this enormous level. Mm-hmm. I was always, I kept thinking, like, what are they going to do when this stops? Because all corporations have this idea of unlimited growth. Yep. If you're a stockholder in these corporations, they're all publicly traded. You want more money. You want the stock to go up. You 20% want, a year, if yeah, possible. Yeah, you want mm-hmm. this constant. And now they're ha- they have this ex- extremely rare event, a pandemic. And then they have this very, uh, very small window of time in, t- in terms of like you have a few years to try to get people where, where, this, where it's going to go off and become endemic, which is where it is now, right? So you have this small window of time where you can make insane amounts of money, but you're not going to make that money after that. It's like it's not the same thing. Unless you can convince them to keep doing it over and over and over mm-hmm. again. Well, I, so first of all, we have obviously seen that um, the COVID vaccination, which is not a traditional vaccine, um, required more than one, two, three boosters. So that kept on going. That was that's definitely more money in the bank. But the financial system and the the farm, the big pharma, are connected in this in this regard. Um, the financial system, I believe the financial system needed a lockdown, needed a complete stop of um, uh, of of spending. I mean, it just had to stop and sit in your place because uh, they we never really fixed what happened in two thousand and nine. That was all shoved under the under the under the rug, and we just took interest rates down to almost zero. Free money, and that that stimulated everything. We got free money for everything. Free money for every company, every DoorDash, you know, every Silicon Valley, you know, thing. Um, you don't have to make profit. We'll, we'll just raise more money. Keep going. Keep going, until if you look at what something called the reverse repo market, it's a banking thing, spiked uh, just like it did. Just before the Great Recession, the housing, uh, the housing bust. That's right. Then is when, uh oh, we got a lockdown. We've got a pandemic, and I would argue that seeing as you know this recent bug that people have that's going around, which is not COVID, it's not flu, whatever it is. RSV. Um, that, I don't know. It's it's un- <clears throat> it's unidentified. No, I don't think anyone cares anymore. Although it seems to be pretty bad. Um, the it was the media that really freaked everybody out we got you know we had death counts on the screen all this stuff going on and on and on and everyone stayed home and that allowed everything to calm down allowed the financial markets to do some some shuffling back and forth and then 
we did, of course, what they needed to do is create a whole bunch of extra money and get that out there, which, of course, is what caused inflation. And this is going to be here for a while. Um, and so those two are linked, whether purposefully or not. Um, the, the lockdown and the pandemic and the fear and the destruction of companies and jobs, et cetera, was beneficial to the financial system. And now I think they're just out of control. You know, I think it's some like 40 percent of all dollars ever created, which, you know, they're printed basically on a computer, um, were made in the last three years. What? So since, since the dollar what? started, yes. <laughs> no way. Jamie, look it up. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. 40 percent. Oh, my God. I can't handle this. Yeah. And that went to, um, yeah, you can. And that went to, um, you, know, you know, a lot of people got really rich. You know, if you look at Lake Austin, um, after the pandemic, everybody upgraded their toys. There was new speedboats. Everyone had new. Sh- everyone who had money just made more and just did incredibly well. So here it is. It was November twenty-one. There is it go. a big deal that forty percent <laughs> of U.S. dollars was printed in the last twelve months? No, it's not. Well, thank you. What is this guy's name? It's not. All right. How do you say that guy's name? I don't know him. I don't know him. But but, but how do you say his name? So he. So he. Miglani. Okay, please read first. I received a high amount of negative comments and emails telling me that inflation is real and my article is wrong. Please note that nowhere in my article do I say that inflation doesn't exist. It is real and it is happening. The goal of the article was to separate the current economic conditions from the impact of the 40% printing statistics and the fact that they are not related in the way most politicians would communicate. I'm sure if you read enough articles, seen enough TikToks and tweets about this statistic, it sounds like a scary fact, and mostly it's been used by polarizing <laughs> figures on social media. You polar- I'm polarizing. You are a polarizing <laughs> I'm a polarizer, figure. brother. On social media to drive hysteria and scare people. Sure. Or, uh, f- or for polarizing the public against their political opponent. But what does this figure mean? Uh, even mean, and is it really that big of a deal? The simple answer is no, it's not a big deal. The explanation is slightly complicated and informed by socioeconomics. Well, I can tell you what this leads to. This is MMT, or modern monetary theory. And this is something that the economists are all in on. And the idea is, like Japan, you can just keep printing money, printing money, handing it out. And if, if you think unemployment insurance in Texas, even though it's you know it's supposed to be for three months, um, it is on par with a sixty-five or seventy thousand dollar a year salary. I mean, you can get by on unemployment insurance pretty well uh, for a bit. Um, the modern monetary theory really is, you know, like the universal basic income. Andrew Yang, you know, that that was his thing. Um, this is what Japan did, and it's called the Japanese debt trap. And you just keep printing and printing. The problem you have is you need to have young people. You need to keep making human beings. Oh, boy. And this is the problem. And I've spoken to bankers, you know, like real Wall Street guys. I, I know them. They're friends. And they say, oh, we have nothing to worry about in America when it comes to modern monetary theory. So why not? Because if we don't make enough babies, we'll just import them. Hence the border being pretty much open. Just oh, keep Jesus. people coming in. That's the idea. Wait, you really think that the, the reason why they leave the border porous is because we need more immigrants because they're printing more money. You need humans, literally need humans to do stuff. 
as our, I mean, we're so not. So they're calculating this in term uh, in a long game. Yeah, real. But do, don't you think that part of what they're doing is it's combined with this idea that you don't need ID to vote, and then it's also co combined with this idea that it's, idea I think that's that a red it, herring. But in some places, they're saying that they want illegal aliens to be able to mm -hmm. vote. Yeah, New York, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is very strange. It's, it's like it's really odd because you're kind of encouraging people to to stay illegal if that's the case because one of the, the plus sides plus sides of uh, being involved in a, a country is you get to vote right you get mm -hmm. to you get to decide like hey I don't like this guy or right. I like that guy right like if you're not really a part of the country but you you've snuck over here mm -hmm. now all of a sudden you are a part of the country like what's the difference if you could vote? Like what? It, what separates it? Not Wait, a, you don't really pay taxes, so are you are you being taxed? You're getting sales tax, and like, but what if you're not registered? Like, if you're not really uh, an American citizen, are you paying taxes? It doesn't matter. Um, I do not know a single Wall Street guy who gives a fuck about who which party is in power. They don't care. Doesn't matter. Doesn't, doesn't matter. That, because that, that does not same. matter. It, it's a uniparty, essentially. Right. Um, look at the military-industrial complex. You know, Republicans and, and Democrats are all for war. You know, yay! Let's go buy <sighs> some. Let's go buy some more shit or make more shit. That's what most of what we're doing with Ukraine is. We're giving them our old shit. And Raytheon and Boeing and uh, all these companies are creating new stuff. Mm. You know, and we're. It's even funnier than that because. You know, so we say we've given forty-five or hundred billion dollars to Ukraine. We're not really. We've given them all of our tank. We have about seven weeks, seven days of resources left if we really had to fight. You know, we've given all the stuff to Ukraine, the Bradley fighting vehicles, all crap that is really outdated, uh, and the money that the taxpayer money goes to uh, these the military-industrial complex companies, and they're developing new weapons. Europe. They are actually giving Ukraine the money, and Ukraine has to pay us. <laughs> they have to pay us for the stuff that we're giving them. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. So, so Europe is now, they're pissed. They're like, hold on a second. You know, we don't have a, we have yeah, Airbus or whatever. We don't really have a lot of big weapons industry. And so we're giving Ukraine the money that you're then paying the U.S. for to get the old shitty stuff, and they're building new stuff. Hang on. I don't think you'd say <laughs> shitty. I think they're sending them some very good equipment. Okay. Are they? Have do you know the, the I don't know the Bradley about military Well, you heard the equipment. thing about the Bradley fighting vehicle this was like a week or two ago. I was okay. oh, we're sending the Bradley fighting vehicle. There's a Kelsey Grammer made a movie called um uh, uh what is it? The something of war. Um it, it's basically it shows the Bradley fighting vehicle. It's on YouTube. The whole it was a it was a training video for uh, for the army, you know how acquisitions Kelsey were. Yeah, the, Penta the Pentagon Wars made a training. Yes, yes, it's a movie. It's a, it's a proper movie, and it shows how this thing was acquired and what a piece of shit it always was. Was how it just went through all the all the all the paths, all the channels, and it, and it got implemented into the uh, the army started using it. But it was really a huge scam, and it's just one one of these things. I mean, Joe, we spend eight nine hundred billion dollars a year on stuff. It's the biggest cost we have as so taxpayers. this tank is not good? Is that what you're saying? It's not even a tank. What is it? It's a fighting vehicle. It's supposed to... Um, What's the difference so it, between it was, a fighting vehicle? So it has, it has anti-tank um, weaponry on the top. And so it's, a, it's supposed to be able to bust tanks. 
The problem is if you lob a mortar on top of this thing, then all those anti-tank missiles explode. And even though you we may not die from the explosion, the whole um, the, the turn can get welded shut. And just it's, it's a bad scene. I mean, it's, it, you have to watch this movie. It's well worth, you know, the hour and a half. It's really fun. And to this day, I think it's still used as a procurement training video. This is what we don't want, right? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I think he produced it too. I think he, I think Kelsey Grammer produced it. Dude, how crazier is the even the idea of a tank? How crazy is war as an idea? Insane. I mean, what are we doing? Insane that it's still going on. That I watched uh, this horrifying video because a lot of this stuff is on social media now, mm-hmm. which is so crazy. Yeah. But this horrifying video of a gunfight in the woods between this Russian soldier and these Ukrainian oh, soldiers. Yeah, and, they're, and they're, they're massacred. They're now rounding up 16 and 17-year-old boys on the street in Ukraine just to have them fight. I mean, oh, this God. is not going well for Ukraine at all. It's, it's atrocious. It's really atrocious. Oh, my God. The whole thing was unnecessary. It's stupid. And I don't know how we get out of it. You know, we kicked Russia off the SWIFT system, the international payment system. So they're an island. What are you going to do? I mean, we're going to leave. They give them no out. I don't hear any stories about Russia winning. Well, of course not. But do you know how crazy that is? If that's the case, if that's really what's happening. That Russia's not winning? No, 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 no. That that you're not getting those stories like are are those stories available let's let's google because almost none. From, but this is just me saying from my own not looking for sure it, roaming through the internet what i'm mm-hmm. what i'm getting sent my way mm-hmm. through whatever algorithm mm-hmm. for the most part is ukraine winning mm-hmm. ukraine does this and ukraine is making headway and ukraine is this and we must support ukraine i, I keep i keep hearing that i don't hear what you're saying no that's why you invite me here from time to time. <laughs> yes. Are there many articles that talk about it? You're, you're, you have like your thumb on the real web, like the web well, under the web. I talk to military people. You know, our, our audience is filled with, with professionals who are in the business and they know what's happening. But you're, you're always like t- 11 months ahead yeah. of anything that it's ever- It's a goes. problem. It's a problem. So <laughs> I never get to go, na 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 na. No, I don't get to do that. I mean, dude, were we right about- ESG, where we write yes, about uh, yes. Mastodon, you were all right, this stuff. You were, you were most certainly right about that stuff. Um, so Russia claims success in Ukraine's um, Solidar uh, as Moscow names new war now, commander. Now this, so this, this is 13 this new days guy, ago. This new guy, this new general they brought in, he's a super asshole. He's like, you surrender, they don't take prisoners, they kill him. This guy is a horrible, horrible guy. This is a Russian guy you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, the new Russian commander. The only thing that will stop this war is if Putin is killed. They say they, every single politician, every pundit has said, it's one guy, it's one guy, who's, and it's Putin, and he oh has to die. God. And I thought he had cancer, I thought he had Parkinson's, you know, he has, still hasn't died yet of his own accord. Well, he's got a lot of money, and when you have a lot of money and a lot of doctors, they can keep you going. I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's really sick. I don't know if he's really you know, sick. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's not really sick. We can probably yeah. establish that. The world is fake. Everything we thought is fucking fake. There's a <laughs> lot of stuff that's fake. <laughs> it's yeah. pretty much all of it's a scam and fake. And it's always been that way. And it wasn't until the internet came along that the facade got lifted. And now we're yeah. forced to reconcile. And we're, yeah. we're forced to. I mean, there's still some people that won't abandon these narratives. You know, I'm with the good side. 
you're with the bad side and they don't they really don't see that there's a lot of things that are put in play that are just to keep us angry at each other like yeah. drag queens in schools mm -hmm. like drag mm -hmm. queens teaching kids shows mm -hmm. like why is that in the news? Like that—that that is in the news to get people upset. Should third, that be third, happening? Third no, trimester abortion. Right, right, right. You know, why let, is that in the piss, news? Let's piss off the conservatives. You know, there's, all of this stuff. Yeah. There's a real desire, and this sounds so conspiratorial, but there's a real desire to keep us at each other's throats. Divide and conquer. Because if we're not, then you realize that most people are good people. Mm -hmm. Most people just want their friends to be happy. They want to have a family. They want their family to be happy. They want to be able to say hi to their neighbors. And they want to be able to do what they want to do for a living. And if you could like do that, like that's what most people want. And then you have to figure out what are these arguments that can get people that are just normal like that to the point where fuck that guy. I hope that guy dies or fuck. And for a lot of people, it was just COVID. Well, let's let's stay there with the vaccine. So now I think it's universally accepted. This thing doesn't really work. But most it people certainly doesn't work how they initially thought it was going no. to. I mean, now and there's a lot of reasons for that, right? That the the virus mutated and changed. And, I mean, first and of all, also that the 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 antibodies that are impaired, imparted by the vaccine, they only last a certain amount of time. Sure. Right? but that was not the story. No, and it degenerated down to take the booster because you will not get sick and won't have to go to the hospital. Right. So it went from 95% effective. You won't spread it. You you won't get it to, oh, sorry, okay, we're here. Yeah. At least you won't go to the hospital and be really sick. The next step is you'll die, but you'll go to heaven. I mean, I don't know what they're going to say next, but most people don't know that. Most people aren't involved in, in look. I mean, they're so tired of the shit that they, you know, read People Magazine, USA Today, and yeah. like, get your booster, that families are still torn apart. Um, I know many, many, fr my own family to agree, to a degree, we, we have disagreements over this. It's really fascinating it's because there's a lot of people that will say things like, trust the science, I trust the science. But th yeah. there's no such thing as the science. Science is data. And yeah. you have to listen to all the, if the data is being controlled by certain people that have a vested financial interest in controlling the data and controlling the narrative, then mm -hmm. that's not science. Like you're not, no. you're, you're saying science because you've already decided that you're on the good side and mm -hmm. the good side did this and they did it for the right reasons. It's also been hammered into us by, by authority figures. Exactly. Follow the science. Trust the science. It's the science. I am the science, Fauci said. But it's also this natural territorial tribal instinct we have to mm. like to claim land and ideas we claim ideas and then we shove them down people's throats that's what religion has always done and w there's a lot of people that are atheists that don't think of themselves as being religious but mm -hmm. you are religious mm -hmm. you're acting exactly that way you just don't believe in a deity or you don't actively discuss a deity but you're still behaving in a very tribal way where you want other people to think and behave exactly the way you do and you're willing to you're willing to overlook some awful shit on your side and you're willing to exaggerate some shit on the other side and you're willing to look at the fringes on both sides if you if you really broke it down 
the real issue is with the people who are the most awful on both sides. Sure, of course. That's of the course. real issue. Yeah. But, but everybody's on the same team, so you have to fucking pretend these people lighting churches on fire aren't fucking assholes. These people lighting schools on fire and lighting courthouses on fire. The, the, the mostly peaceful. Oh, it's mostly peaceful, that <laughs> Burning Curry. in the background. <laughs> I fucking saw someone again say this yeah, because yeah. of what, what happened in, in Atlanta. Yeah, the Cop City thing. Yeah, yeah, and they were they were there calling was literally this thing, a cop car on fire. Anyway, they're calling it mostly peaceful <laughs> in CNN's backyard. You I know can't it's fantastic. You're not you're not the fucking propaganda department. You can't define things in a way to to calm people down. That's not what your fucking job is. But that's right. but you're you're bullshitting people. You're acting as a propagandist. Like that's not re it's not mostly peaceful when a car's on fire. So what was. That's like fucking real dangerous. Hey, Dad, how was the party? <laughs> what, that was pretty good, son. But what you know. was really telling was when you were being accused of eating horse paste. Yes. And then you had Sanjay Gupta on, and you said, "Why the fuck did they lie about that?" And he could not answer. His brain could not process the question. Someone should come along that does what they do, but do it in a way where you're not lying where you're only giving information, the uncomfortable information that people probably don't want to hear. You're just giving them data. You're just telling them what's going on in the world. You're talking about murder, and you're talking about crime, and you're talking mm -hmm. about war. It's all awful shit. But just don't do it in a way where you're bullshitting people. Yeah, you're just not going to get that. I mean, this is what the- But the, I, don't think people, I, th I don't think people are tolerating it anymore. They don't just believe it. Well, a lot anymore. of people have checked out, which yeah. is, I think is the most dangerous. They check out, like whatever. I don't care. I'm just gonna. I'll yeah. just believe whatever I believe. Um, the internet made the job of the intelligence agencies and propaganda so much easier. And you're right that because of the internet, we can find out more stuff when we communicate directly. But what we saw during COVID. You had a, an opinion that wasn't the mainstream science, and you got kicked off, and you were deplatformed, and you weren't. I think the one thing Elon is doing is really smart. Is he will, and I disagree. I don't like it personally, but the digital ID. You know, he's onboarding people with a financial authentication. So you have to be Joe Rogan on Twitter. I have to be Adam Curry on Twitter. I can't be, you know, random dude with a fake name. I can't yeah. just be calling people out for shit. So. You know, if you disparage someone, if you slander them, you can get sued. And, and I think that is that is proper. And he may have his reasons why he's doing that. But Twitter is, is going but to uh, be. It's also absolved. You can't have cowards. They're saying horrible, horrible things. And but they're when just it's anonymous behind an anonymous name. When, when you can be anonymous. Yeah. Now, I mean, we've been we've been trained. Twitter's been around for a while. You right. know, Facebook has been around for a while. We've been trained to be a part of these circles, be a part of these these networks. And it's, I mean, it's so bad now that, you know, um, Twitter, like uh, transport companies use Twitter to communicate to their, uh, to people who use the buses, you know? It's like, it's so ingrained in the infrastructure of the world. Well, it, it's, it's not really incredible. It's not normal human communication. So you don't get the same feedback, mm -hmm. but it has all, no. normal human consequences. Like you could write awful things on Twitter about someone, they read it, and it makes them feel terrible. Just just the way it would, and maybe even in a weirder way than if they were saying it to your face. Right. And you can't respond. Like it's it's a very strange way to communicate 
that we're just learning how to do. We haven't had it before. If I was 15 and I had fucking Twitter, you know the horrible shit that I would tell people? Of course. Of course. Of course. So what's interesting is that, and I like this development, so um, uh, Twitter changed hands and uh, Elon starts doing different things. And, I'm, of course, I'm incredibly happy to see the Twitter files, uh, not that mainstream is touching that at all. You know, It's, it it's might bizarre, have, right? Well, no, not to me. It's but like, it is, duh. But, but it is kind of crazy <laughs> that they're not that they're not talking about it. I mean, it's a conspiracy theory if you even bring it up. Right. But it it is a conspiracy by a liter- not bringing it up. <laughs> it is a literal conspiracy of politicians of um, uh, of the intelligence agencies. I mean, and and Twitter itself. I mean, it was it was cra- big tech. It's crazy. And this is just normal, right? This is what people do when they they have the kind of control and power that they enjoy, they want to maintain it. They want to keep going. It's a very human thing. It very really human. Is. Now, we had in the uh, early 70s, we had something called the Church Commission. Yeah. Which is now being, you know, now apparently Josh Hawley and Kevin McCarthy, they're going to create a new Church Commission. And at the time, the accusation was that the CIA specifically had reporters um, working for the New York Times, CBS News, who were CIA agents or took stories from the CIA turned out to be completely true. It, those were good times when you had Walter Cronkite and you had the New York Times. That was it. Yeah. So they could tell you whatever you needed to know. This, it's, it's always been a narrative that was created and the internet kind of were like, holy shit, what are we going to do? And so once these avenues started to you know grow, like Twitter, like Facebook, like Reddit, you name it, yeah, that's when oh we can go in, you know, we can we can st- we can do stuff with these companies, and then when you get the divide and conquer, I mean, I read some of these Twitter files, and I can understand where the people who are in trust and safety and whatever these uh, these departments are, like yeah, I know, you know we're, we're protecting people, we need to do this, and it's the government, they're telling us that this is what it is, so we yeah. have to do it, and it's important. Yeah, I can and get that they I, would I believe that. I can't fault them. I can't fault them I can't them fault them either. At all. And the, and the the one thing about like progressive people, even even if it may be very similar to a religion, the way people behave, the at least like the ideas you're moving the country towards a more equal and safer and better place for everybody to just be mm-hmm. themselves. Like the idea behind it's great. The idea behind it's great, but it's like, how do you get there? How how do you how do you enforce that? Well, the whole world is in this situation. It's not just America. Every single country is is, is in this. I saw the main thing in Europe was um, a lot of immigration. You know, uh, mm-hmm. coming into Sweden is a great example. You know, every night there's car bombs going off. There's fires. There's all kinds. There's no go zones. There's all kinds of stuff happening, and it was never really in the news. And it's starting, you know, then now they have a different political party because the people are, are clearly upset. Like, oh, we want some different leadership and starting to come out a little bit. You know, it, it, it doesn't matter. It's ruined. It's, it can only be about educating each other and loving each other. We have to we have to it return. To we have to that. return to this. But this fist clenched battle that we're engaged in between uh, people who are uh, of different political parties in this country mm-hmm. is so dangerous and so stupid. It's just so unnecessary. And it's so, uh, it's such a trick. It's like such a stupid trick. But there are children who, I you were talking to Louis C.K. It was a great interview. I love that guy. Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> I, sh- I remember, I, he's I, really funny too. I had man. no His idea. His shit is really good. <laughs> I should just tell everybody because he's got it this week. It's uh, the 28th. Oh, it's the Madison Square Louis Garden. Louis is streaming mm-hmm. live mm-hmm. 
um, uh, on LouisCK.com, mm-hmm. and I saw him. Oh, in bam! Austin. There you go. Bam! There it is. <laughs> Seven thirty nice. Eastern time. Live stream tickets on sale now, including replays through February seventeenth. So he's got this live streaming concert, and then he's already recorded a special with that material. Though so he's going to release a special separately. This is really exciting. It's really good stuff too. It's I, I I saw him in town. I saw him at the Moody. It was great. It was really funny. Like laughed hard a bunch of times. It was fun. It's good to see him like at the top of his game and having a good time. And the audience was there to have a good time. It was really fun. It was really fun. Well, what I, my takeaway from that conversation, and I actually, I, I foolishly in 2006, I had, you know, I thought I could do a podcast network, which never works. You can't monetize the network. <laughs> I've learned it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. But don't uh, you think we all kind of have a network? Well, we have an organic course, network. But okay, that's the way you we're, do. We're, a we're going off topic, but I'll right. say when I see Bill Maher saying, "Well, you know, uh, we're going to do with a random uh, podcast network." Here's what happens: it happens every <laughs> single time. <laughs> You're fucked. Half of the you have one star, yep. which will be Bill, and maybe one other one, and everyone. Go, all you get is, "Well, I didn't get any ads. I didn't get any promotion." <laughs> and it, yep. it's a fucking nightmare. It doesn't work. It individual stuff is what like what you've done you build something is just you um i don't believe in any of that shit it's very saturated at this point too it's very hard for someone to get going right now like someone has to be pretty extraordinary or unusual or they have to get put on a bunch of their like if their friends have big podcasts how about starting with making something that's worthwhile listening to you have to have a good fucking product if you don't have i mean this happened with blogs I'm going to blog and be like, Andrew Sullivan, I'll make a million dollars a year. No, you, you, you can't write. You're not funny. You're not interesting. It doesn't matter. You yeah. have to have to have something. It's just not for everybody. It's there's, not for everybody. There's 4.2 million podcasts that we have in Podcast Index. Um, and, I thought know, it was more. I thought it was five. I don't want to disparage anyone you might be uh, commercially tied to, so we'll just leave that for what it is. I'm not commercially tied to any podcast uh, number counter. Okay. Well, <laughs> Spotify bought Anchor. And during the pandemic, about because we we literally sift through it all, about two million podcast, a million and a half of those podcasts are one episode of someone going right. test, and that's right. counted as a podcast. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of times people because it's so easy to start one. A lot of people start them and they don't. Of course. Do it. I've talked to so many comic friends, and I was like, dude, just keep going. It's all about like putting in the numbers. Just mm-hmm. keep going. And you'll, you'll, if you have two people are downloading it, two people can be four. They'll tell their friends if mm-hmm. it's good. Yeah. Four is That's ten. It. That's Next it. thing you got a mm-hmm. hundred. Next thing you got fifty. You got to build a community. You can't live in a bubble of yeah. just doing a show and, exp- and not even thinking about the people who are listening. You have to yeah. c- connect with them somehow. Next thing, is- you could have 50,000 people and it wouldn't take that long. I don't think so either. You it just, wouldn't take that But long. you need to do the work, and, and, yeah. and it's, it's serious work. Now, what I was going to say is that comedians are coming back, and I love this, that comedians are finally finding their voice again. You know, not as many people are afraid of saying th- – I mean, there was a while there that – and I'm not in the comedy circuit or anything. I just see what I, what I get from – from Netflix, etc. You know, and Chappelle is a big part of that. You're a oh, part Chappelle's of that. Chappelle's the main soldier yeah. in that army. Yeah, and Louis is too. Louis is right up there too. But y'all can Louis, bring the Louis love won back. A fucking, he won an Emmy. Yeah, but you can you bring know? you can bring the love. Is it back. Emmy or Grammy? Grammy, right? Grammy, Grammy. I, Grammy. I, fi- I, I finally watched. Uh, was it Better Things that he co-created? That TV series. It's probably about five years old. Never saw it. Oh, it's so fuck. And then you know the, his his deplatforming moment happened, and so mm. after uh, season three, uh, he was no longer a part of it. 
but that was some high quality shit, man. And well, it's he really excels. Beautiful. He excels at like um, these real bizarre independent films, like the one he did with Joe List about Fourth of July. What was it? What was that called? We're keeping Jamie busy today. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's really good though. It's really good. He had uh, Nick DiPaolo in it, Bobby it. Kelly. What is it? Fourth of July. Fourth of July. Yeah, it's like wow. Mm. Like you, you know, it's. People like that, what he's figured out how to do more than anybody is be completely independent and everything he operates yes. off of LouisCK.com. Yes. It's yes. fucking brilliant. Anyone can do that. You just have to hunker yeah. down and do it. It's the right way to do it for him, too, because it's like, yeah. you know, he, he doesn't want to hear it anymore. Just, just this is what I do. I've mm -hmm. always done it this way. Mm -hmm. You don't have to like it. But if he's, you always like been, it, he's always been horrible yeah. on stage. That, that, that's, that's his thing. Crazy. Yeah, that's that's what's his crazy. Thing. That's like he's doing it for fun. He always has. Mm -hmm. Like that's the funny part. Like he's part of it is brilliant writing, but also part of it is just like saying the most inappropriate shit, mm -hmm. like that yeah. you would never fucking say, and then figuring out a way to defend it in a very funny the way. The fact that he is now playing the Moody in Austin, something switched. I mean, Austin would not allow a guy like that to perform in the Moody Theater two years ago. No fucking way, especially not Louis C.K. He's toxic. Oh, uh, do you don't think so? No, no, really? he was, he was. Very, very toxic. Well, for people a while would have. There. Austin is liberal, brother. I mean, that's is. that's a very liberal venue. The Moody. You're not going to find you know a lot of crazy, crazy fucks performing in the Moody. I see what you're saying. So opinion is t the tide has turned mm -hmm. about it comedy like in that. general, and then also about Louis. And and the comedians feel. I don't, I'm, Louis and 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 you know the top ones. I don't think ever changed their game, but. It's it's becoming more acceptable. We're finding our funny bone again. You know, we're not yeah. not everyone's as triggered anymore, and uh, and I I've always it's well known. But comedians are the ones that will put their finger right in the fucking wound, the bleeding, and just twist it around and then hopefully make you laugh about it or think about it. Mm. And so when I see comedians who are doing podcasts, I'm super happy because that spreads more like, hey, you know, let's let's just laugh for a little bit. Don't don't worry about it. Don't get so fucked up about everything. Yeah. Because the control is there. The control of um, people live in social media. I mean, my God, man, we've... You got kids, you know, you see what's happening. We didn't have these phones. You know, we're kind of in that in-between generation where we, we had before internet and digital stuff. And then we have, you know, then afterwards where we are now. This is not for human brains, the stuff that, you know, this bloop, 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 bloop. I mean, it's definitely not. It's not. It's not healthy. It's not it's good not at all. to anybody. And I, I know brilliant people that are addicted to Twitter. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh -huh. They're so brilliant. But just like I know brilliant people that smoke cigarettes. And you can't stop, and they smoke them all day. It's, it's an like, addiction. It's an addiction. It's an addiction. And the, the, the phone addiction is so insidious because everyone has one. Everyone has the addiction, at least at some level, everyone has the addiction. Mm -hmm. And it's normalized. It's normalized. Whereas <sighs> yeah. if there was a virus that made you stare at your hand and walk across the street, walk right into traffic... You were like, yeah. oh, my God, that virus is going to get people killed. Like, if there was a cordyceps mushroom that infected an <laughs> ant yeah. and tricked the ant into becoming suicidal and, and blowing its spores all over the other ant colony, you'd go, oh, that makes sense because right. it wants to spread itself. <laughs> right. Well, this, this fucking yeah. thing, if there was a virus that made you just stare at your hand 
mm-hmm. just like not talk to people. Like, oh my God, this virus is turning people into desensitized versions of what mm-hmm. they used to be. This virus is like disconnecting. We're not talking to each other on Correct. a bus or a subway or on the street. Everybody's looking at their fucking phone. Oftentimes, when people are at dinner together, they're not. I've, I've seen so many couples We've at all dinner. Seen it. They are not even talking to each other. They're just staring at their phones yeah. while they're alive across mm-hmm. the table from each other on a Friday night with a glass of wine. They still can't stop looking at that stupid box. It's very, very sad. And I, I, when I still lived in Austin, I would give myself points. Like if I see someone walking on the street with a phone in their hand, one point. If they were looking at it standing, still two points. If, if they were actually walking and looking at it, that's an immediate five bonus points. You know, it's like, and now it's just the most, I, sometimes I'll just remind myself, oh, let me see what's going on. And you see just the continuous looking at the phone, looking at the phone for everything. Um, and it's engineered. That was 100% engineered. The social networks engineered that. Um, we started a Mastodon for No Agenda uh, in 2017. And it's basically a social network but without the algorithm. So it's right. a chronological timeline. You start here and then at a certain point, oh, I've seen that message. I saw it two hours ago. I'm done. I got, and there's nothing is going to start pinging me when I want to leave. Mm. You know, if you're on Instagram and it looks like you're going to leave, boom, 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 you get all these likes all of a sudden. They delay is those. Mastodon the one that everybody went to when yeah. they left yeah, Twitter? Twitter? Yeah, yeah. And uh, what's really cool about that is the journalists all went, well, well, Musk, I can't, I, I can't do the Twitter anymore. We're leaving. Of course, they haven't really, but they're try, they they went to Mastodon, set up their own servers, and then immediately went. Well, this is not working right. We need uh, we need quote tweets, and we need this, and we need all these different things. And it's this is this network Mastodon or the GNU social network has been going on for 12, 14 years. Is not new. And everyone went, yeah, you know what? Fuck you. No, we're not going to do that. And um, and many because you can block a whole. A whole server so all these journo.host or whatever these different all these journalists went people go yeah you know we're just gonna block all of you're not interested you're only here to troll us to get a soundbite and now the journalists for the first time are realizing they don't have any power they're powerless against this and they're confused because they used to just be able to do whatever they want you know, I, I have a blue check mark I'm, uh, I'm from a serious news organization uh, you should uh, believe me what I say and now they have no power and it's very I mean, I don't wish anyone ill, but I'm kind of like <laughs> snickering about it. It's like, well, oh, you that's so cool. Really you can't do have anything. Power as a journalist, they you had superpower super, over right. over Twitter and Facebook, and it's such a with approved messaging. Delicate dance because it's such an important part of society. Like legitimate journalism is so important. Yeah, it's such an important. You part gotta of society. ask if it ever really existed. I mean, back in the day, Walter Cronkite. Jamie, was can it, we get some more of that coffee? Thank you. Was that legitimate? That? Was that legitimate journalism, or was it just all narrative that was controlled and directed? It's a very good question because yeah. it used to be that I thought that it was legitimate journalism yeah. at a certain point in time. But mm-hmm. you know that whole uh, Smedley Butler quote: "War is a racket." Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, Have you read that? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a good re- book. It's really interesting. Because it's true. This is, and it was 1933, uh-huh. I think. Mm-hmm. You wrote that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Around that time, yeah. It's yeah. just we're we're caught in a and if you go to school and you get out of school and you get a job and you get into this system, that system has already existed for a long fucking time. Mm-hmm. And this idea that you're going to come along and fix the system that shot JFK. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, listen. It's so cool that that's kind of becoming a mainstream accepted fact that the CIA basically 
killed the president. Fucking I mean, Tucker Carlson said it on TV. He did. He he did a nice rap on that. That was cool. And he, the way he ran he, it down perfectly. The way he said it was interesting. So I'm, I showed it to Mike Baker, who's a former uh, former CIA guy who comes on because our podcast former is easy. It's, it's so easy. Definitely to be, doesn't even talk. No, to no, 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 no. Why would? He? <laughs> um, but uh, I had him watch it. He's always stated that he thinks that there was a, definitely a conspiracy to kill uh, Martha, Martin Luther King Jr. One hundred percent. He thinks that yeah. The, oh, yeah. There may be someone in the government who. Oh, yeah. He talked about how much money this guy had all of a sudden and that this guy is kind of like a hapless loser And now all of a sudden he has a car and he has money and no one can explain why Well JFK himself talked about this network of men and it's a silent network and no yes. one dares speak about out yes. against it. Yes. Chuck Schumer Secret societies. Yeah, Chuck Schumer he said, oh, uh, Trump better watch out. The intelligence agencies have, uh, uh, was it tw 12 ways until Sunday to, to get you? To, to I mean, there's fear. The, yeah. the CIA was spying on the senators in the Senate Intelligence Committee. But that's crazy that we would, <laughs> you would worry that the intelligence community would fire back at Trump. Like, if you're really what we all hope you are, which is agents that are looking after the greater good of the United States and all its people, mm -hmm. What you really should be doing is ignoring some nonsense by this fucking... Well, my uncle, Donald Gregg, was uh, in the OSS before it became CIA. And the early days of the CIA, he was very high up in CIA. He's still with us today. And um, back then it was Catholics in Action. That was the acronym CIA. So it was, it was kind of religious-oriented, uh, you know, very proper, you know, the suit and tie. And it was literally jump out of airplanes and save the world. That's what the CIA does. And somewhere that got corrupted and it just became a fucking shit show, a real shit show. And they, in my opinion, they run most, most of everything and they have control over everybody. I mean, it's really, really, you don't know how much money they have. You don't know their budget. These are the same people who sold weapons or sold, um, uh, traded weapons in in you know in trade for drugs. That was the Iran Contra, which actually my uncle was kind of a part of. And you know, then those drugs came back. What are we gonna do with these drugs, boys? I don't know. Let's turn into crack. Let's fuck L.A. Yay! You know, this is shit that they did. It's it's not denied or anything. It's, it's that's horrible because yeah, the, gov the government dealers. said we don't want to fund that anymore. I said okay, Congress, uh, we can't fund that anymore, but. Uh, what do you think, boys? We got to keep this going. This is something we got to do. This is important for whatever reason. I right. don't know. I don't know, but I like your accent that you gave him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's my character acting. <laughs> <laughs> I got a whole bunch of them. But yeah, that's what they've always done, right? That's the whole Barry Seal story. That's completely the Barry in uh, yeah. Mina, Arkansas. Yeah, but it goes like and Gary Webb, the guy who blew that open, uh, and the journalist, he you know he wound up committing suicide by shooting himself in the head twice. I mean, this, this, oh, is, this is the level Christ. that that goes to. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's but, hilarious. So you know, I, I Did don't he really. He shot himself in the head twice. I believe the suicide was two shots to the head. I mean, that's always been the joke. But here's another one. The, you know, when 9/11 happened, you know where you were, right? Everyone knows where they were on 9/11. When JFK was assassinated, everyone who was alive then knew where they were that day, except right. one guy. One guy doesn't know. He cannot remember where he was that day. Who's that guy? George Bush. I can't remember where I was. Wow. This, uh, Papa Bush, right? Right. Uh, and he, of course, was uh, in the CIA at the time. And he ha uh, there's reports that he was in Dallas. You know, so there's so much. How could you not remember where you were? Well, That's to, like a to, thing to that people— it, yeah. To say it. To I mean, say it is so crazy because— yeah. 
that's a thing that we all say. Like, I remember where I was when Kinison died. Oh, me too. I was Fuck. watching MTV. I was probably watching you say it. You might have, who, who was it at the time that announced it I was heard, a cut I, heard, loader? I, I was listening to Howard Stern driving into the city when when all of a sudden that news came through i was in my living room in new rochelle new york it was a uh, you know shitty little apartment that i had and i and you know everyone was like crying it, it was fucked up was like, it was a shit. bummer for me mm. it was a real bummer because he was the guy that really uh got me excited about doing stand-up and i've told the story i won't say it again because it's, it's i've told it so many times but it was actually a girl that i worked with She's just like a really funny, brassy girl, like a big volleyball player girl. And she did her impression of saying, Sam Joe? Kinison. <laughs> she was hilarious. She was like, she was a powerful like woman, you know? Mm -hmm. She was like this big athletic girl. And so like she was doing one of Sam Kinison's bits, is my point. It's like her doing it was hilarious because right. she was like this like really good athlete. Mm -hmm. And so she's on her stomach going, oh, oh, you mean life <laughs> keeps fucking you in the ass even after you're dead? It never ends. So she's doing this bit on the, to the, I wish I fucking, I don't even remember her name. I wish I remember her name because I only worked there for a few months. That girl, but that girl doing that, like making me laugh. Mm-hmm. That's what got me got to you go into it? to Blockbuster Video. I was 19. That's what got me to go and wherever it was, Blockbuster or whatever store was open, and get a video of, mm -hmm. of Kennison Kinison doing stand-up. I was thinking about this on the way. When I was at MTV, um, uh, 86, 87 to 93, there were MTV had a real, oh, we got to get these comedians yeah. on. But it was always Paul Provenza, Judy Tenuta, Gilbert Gottfried. There was no... Kinnison only, and I, that's where I met him. We did the rock and jock softball game. Mm -hmm. it was, you know the, and he had his own team, and you know, it was hilarious. The whole thing was fantastic. But there weren't a lot of. I thought the comedian that is a very small set of comedians. Where at the time, if I think that was New York was really popping with comedy, and clubs were coming up. But it always seemed like Paul Provenza, Judy Tenuta, with. with El emo or whatever well MTV back in that day I actually had some dealings with because um, I never saw you there you go well I was on the MTV half-hour comedy hour right that was okay like one of the first right. things that I ever did right. and then right. MTV right. offered me a show but it was a ridiculously low amount of money like crazy and they and if <laughs> I even did it. the pilot <laughs> even if I did the pilot it was something insane like I was locked into them for five years yeah. and what had happened yeah. was a bunch of people had gotten really famous off of MTV, particularly right. Leary. Like, Leary had gotten very right, famous right, off of MTV right, right. and then left and went on his own. So they decided that they want to control people, that they make stars. And so the idea at this time, mm -hmm. you know, we're talking about 90. It, nothing's changed. It's nothing's changed. It's like 93. Yeah, I just so I was left. Like I 26. Just left. Mm -hmm. they, were, they were basically trying to say that, you know, we're not going to pay you much, but you're going to make you famous. Um, when they recruited me, uh, I was in Holland, I was working, and um, uh, they said, okay, we really want you to come and work for us. I'm, and I was like, okay, that's kind of interesting. I'm go I was 23, 22, like, go live in New York. Mm. Fucking A. Fucking I'm, A. I'm all in. How much are you going to pay? Uh, it was a two-year contract, uh, 175000 for year one. No, 150000 for year one, 175000 for year two. That's not a lot of money. It's not a lot of money not to be a, a star. You know, because like, how much money are you generate? I mean, I'm not complaining, all, but it, it, to live were, in New York, it was not a, a shitload of money. It was, right. It was, you know, rent was three grand for a decent place. 
But that's below what you would ever have gotten if you were on something that was on. And uh, I was there for seven years, show. could could never negotiate much higher, and they f- kept firing me and shit. It that's was so crazy, crazy because yeah. you were like a star on MTV. No, no, stars don't exist on MTV. You can't be a star. No, shut up. But you were to me. I was like, thank oh, you, there's thank Adam you, Curry. and and, like and that, that and that got me through it, Joe. <laughs> I was I was just just scraping by in New York, but I know I was a star to other people. Well, yeah, yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like it can open the door for you to do other things where you gain notoriety like it's if you're thinking about it but it's not supposed to be that right it's supposed to be like an even distribution or a Mm, fair distribution value for value perhaps yeah i mean Mm -hmm. it is in a lot of ways like you know when it's like someone like tucker carlson i'm sure he gets paid a shitload of money right Mm -hmm. because a lot of people are watching it all makes sense Mm -hmm. you know but there's places that if they can and they get their hooks in you they'd like a piece like a piece of everything yeah you know and yeah that's what it was back then. Well, it was even so that's why the I don't I don't know what those other folks had for deals, but it's like when someone's offering you something and you don't have anything else, it looks like a good idea. And a lot of guys fell into that, you know. Right. And, and then a lot of uh, careers were launched from MTV mm-hmm. back in the day. Mm-hmm. It was weird when it transitioned. Right, because it was in the beginning. It was music videos. Yeah, with VJs who were basically radio jocks on yeah. video, and then I I started uh, uh, some radio stuff because that's where I come from, and I had my own syndicated uh, uh, top, Adam Curry's top thirty hit list, mm. and it was on you know hundreds of stations. And I, you know the way it would work is you give the you give the show for free. Uh, and then you sell national ads, so we sold Reebok and Pepsi. But to clear the station, to get the station to run it on Sunday morning, like Casey Kasem or Shadow Stevens, I had to go every weekend to another station and do the like the B95 Summer Jam. You know, so I actually toured with Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch and Sisters with Voices and all these track acts that were just going around the country. To you know, they were they had to do it for free to get their record played. I had to do it for free. To get the uh, the show on the air, and it worked really well. But MTV then came and said, "Well, what do you want to be, man? You want to be a, a, a radio jockey or a VJ?" I said, "I have it in my contract that I can do this." It's just they were assholes. Seriously, what do you want to be? Like you can only do one of those things. Yeah, it was. They How did, are they mutually exclusive? Well, they wanted to lock you into MTV right. for the low money. So you know, I had I, I, like you said, I could do other things. I wanted to do so this, but they wanted you to stop doing those other things because those did. could lead to be a legitimate career. It was worse than that. They started <laughs> MTV News, um, a syndicated show, and it aired on like K Rock in uh, in LA and stuff. And you know, so well, you're competing with us now. So I was kind of there before you did this, and it just became they. We never had a good. I was there for seven years. We never really had a good relationship. People did not like me there. They, in fact, some of them despised me because I wouldn't cut my hair either. That was the big thing. Well, you wouldn't cut, cut your hair. Cut your hair. No, <laughs> fuck you. You're fired. Okay. All right. Then they hire me back again. Why would they be able to be in control of your appearance? How stupid That's is that? That's the nature of the beast. But how stupid is that? It was the nature of the beast. They think we had creative directors. They would come in. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'm on their side now. Hey, cut hey, it. Come cut on. It. That's come outrageous. On, Look at that fucking outrageous head of hair you had. Oh, my goodness, sir. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the idea like they knew what your fucking hair was like your hair was always like that yeah but they'd have new people come in a new creative so director and then all Fuck of a sudden off. we had the light switch was my favorite moment there's like all the vjs you're going to be on blue screen all you do is you sit on a blue box and we're going to put you uh your vj segments will be a diner and you, it'll just be a new york diner or a deli and you'll see a tv in the corner and you were on the tv so we went from my head on the screen to 
this guy in the corner and a little mm. t- and that was a whole it was called project light switch and it was i think it was i think it was a a, a daughter of silverman or something you know one of um, one of the like nbc or big universal execs or something like that and she was going to be the star and of course you couldn't make more ratings out of mtv the only and they were smart the only thing they could do is to do half hour comedy hour remote control you know that's where they went from a 0.5 rating to a one. You got a one on MTV, you are the man. I mean, that was all money driven. So a 1.1 or a 1.5, that was, fuck videos. And they were right because it was commoditizing. Mm. You know, um, we used to have to compete with um, BET for Michael Jackson world premiere videos. And so what did MTV do? They wound up buying BET because they couldn't couldn't control it. And Mm. now, you know, videos are just a, you know, that's just the cost of doing business. Just everyone's got to have a video for their song, and that was a moment that we shared together. And you know, if you weren't alive and in your teens watching MTV, you don't understand what that was like. For young people, are videos important today? Like, is that a thing? Like, are mm. people making? I think song, so. Most songs so. have a video that goes so. with it. Yeah, I think Jamie's so. nodding his oh, head. Yeah. Visual, visual so. song. There's like five versions you have to have almost. Oh, really? You got to have like a karaoke yeah. version. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have the one where you're acting in yeah, you got to have yeah. like one with just art you got to mm-hmm. have one with no moving images so music videos are big now and where they're yeah. shared mostly they're mostly uh, social media youtube tiktok yeah tiktok yeah. youtube well, most youtube i'd say probably Tick, t- how long before tiktok's banned well let me tell you what's going on with the tiktok i have a very uh, opinionated uh, explanation for what is going on with tiktok okay tiktok was eating silicon valley's lunch they were they were taking all the ad money from Instagram, from Twitter, from Google, I'd say Google and Instagram and Facebook, just killing it, knocking it out of the fucking park. So look at who is uh, saying, oh, it's a China and they're tracking everything and it's a communist party. Dude, Facebook tracks you, Google tracks you, everyone fucking tracks you all over the place. But all of a sudden, TikTok is a problem? No. It's because they're eating their lunch, and instead of competing, because, you know, they've tried, no one can seem to create the TikTok algorithm and the, the, the thing that they have going there. It's what people want, the, the quick hits, the sing-alongs, etc. Mm. So they decided to uh, lobby politicians and uh, and come up with this uh, this scam. So it's Hawley, it's Marco Rubio. Oh, oh no, this is China. Fuck no. It's because Silicon Valley couldn't compete with them. That's what's mm, going on. Interesting. Oh yeah, that's an interesting yeah. perspective. Just look. At, I know a lot about the advertising business because I you know I ran companies that were in that. There was so much, everyone was buying TikTok. No, and you know when you have a big company like Facebook or Google who are tied into. Um, government, you know, how many times have they been to uh, to D.C. to explain what they're doing? And, you know, so that, that's all controlled. That's the only avenue they have to compete is to, you got to get these guys out of here and good, luckily they're, even though it's American companies that run it, it's China. So, now I'm not a China fan, but this is a fucking scam. They are They are just taking them down to get rid of the competition. It's really? It's very sad. That's interesting because they're not taking them down, right? Still up. Oh, they will. You think so? Oh, yeah. Eventually? Oh, yeah. It's already, uh, you know, it's banned at UT. You can't, but, you can't have TikTok on your phone. But it's... at the same time, there is a real problem with the terms of service. At the same time, I, I see what you're saying, and I see why they would want to do that. But they have an extraordinarily invasive software. 
How, it's no different from any other app that you have on your phone. It's I, no I, different? I disagree. No. So you think that all of the other apps can track your keystrokes on other computers? Fuck yeah. Computers that aren't even connected to that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But interesting. Yeah. Oh, Interesting. Yeah. So they're why, lying. Why, why doesn't Apple kick it off? Because people use it. If if Apple doesn't have TikTok, people will actually give up their iPhones. They're not going to kick it off. Now, what Apple did, if you remember, they changed some things in the way in what they allow apps to do, and that that took about ten billion dollars off of uh, Facebook's uh, income. Yes, because they couldn't they couldn't sell the information that way anymore. Right, and they were mad. And TikTok is less interested in selling your information. They're getting the ad dollars. So people, it just it's it's continuous ad money. The whole thing is a big ad. Everything's an ad. Yeah, if you're a guy like Zuckerberg, like you can't use an iPhone, huh? What do you mean? I mean, if if Apple did that to his company and then you know made it so that they lost that much money in advertising revenue by changing some well, not advertising. Features. They were they're basically selling your information yeah. and creating profiles, and they all do it. I mean, that's why I have the Graphene OS. You know, I I've, yeah. I've had this phone for a while. I just don't. I don't. Well, this is a different one than you had before. The one you had before, you had an old yeah. iPhone that no, had no, been converted, no, uh, and then uh, you went to a Pixel. So, old, so we basically oh, okay. rip all the Google stuff off, and right. this is the the six. I had the four. It was just time to upgrade. It was, you know, the screen was cracking; it's falling apart. Um, and yet, um, as you, if you're connected to a network, you're still yeah, you're you know, they still know where you are. Yeah. But the apps cannot spy on me. I know what the apps mm. are doing. I can they're running a sandbox, so nothing goes in or out unless mm. I give it that permission. That's Graphene OS. Yeah. Yeah. Noagendaphone.com. So, Instructions are right there on how to, to do it. So you think that most uh, of the applications, are they just not telling you the truth about what they're allowed to do with the terms and the permissions? People don't care. But are, are they? is it written in there and no one's paying attention to it? Or is it just they're not putting that stuff in there? Because what, what I'm saying is that at least it says in TikTok's terms, like what... It's outrageous, but some of it is like mm -hmm. you monitoring your keystrokes and having access to your microphones and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, they all have it. They all have that. They all have it. Why, why, why would they not do it? But it was also the, the, one of the points of concern for some people was that it was linked to computers that aren't even loaded up with TikTok. Like they, they're not even connected. Mm -hmm. Everything is tracked. We're in. There's only one telephone company. It's the U.S. government. They they have everything. Everything is recorded. Everything that you put on a network anywhere goes into a. In Utah, they've got the big uh, data centers. You know, they're all cooled underwater. There's all kinds of high tech shit. Yeah. And whenever they need to find out what Joe Rogan's doing, uh, let's pull up Rogan. Did he uh, did he uh, text Curry on Signal? What day was it? It just comes up. Right. It comes up. And that Signal. They. I mean, encryption is a problem, which you know is a problem for for the government. Um, uh, but again, you know, how many companies just give up the goods? Apple does maybe 30000 a month or something. I mean, you know, what do you need? You know, we'll give it to you. They pay for it. The, the FBI pays. We know that from the Twitter files. You know, it's like, hey, we need uh, information on this account. Okay, that's uh, $5,000. And, well, okay, no problem. We'll just pay. I'm, these numbers, I'm making them up. Right. But there were millions of dollars that they paid Twitter just for handing over account information. I think Twitter never really collected, though. Is that true? I'm pretty sure that's true. Well, Facebook certainly did, and Google certainly does, and they publish those numbers. They publish the numbers that, right. that they that they 
I don't know where, but, but I think the, that was a part of that narrative because you know there's, mm-hmm. there was a giant bill that uh, that uh, the FBI had owed Twitter. It was like three million dollars. Yeah, like yeah. That. Apparently, they never paid. Find out if that's true. Well, they're they're Welches. What the hell? Yeah, FBI, you According bastards. To the USA Today. It oh, says, well, uh, there we go. USA Today. Well, I can't find. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see what we got. No, this is um, this is the right message. It, you want to know what USA Today two said. Two separate events. Oh, okay, okay, first, the documents released by new Twitter owner Elon Musk show that the FBI flagged Twitter accounts the agency believed violated Twitter's terms of service. Second, another document shows the FBI paid Twitter $3.4 million for Twitter's processing of information requests the FBI made through a Stored Communications Act. The $3.4 million is unrelated to the FBI flagging accounts. Yeah, that's unrelated. But it's also like we're giving you a lot of money. It's unrelated, yeah. But did they actually pay the money? That was the question. Well, I think you can look at this paying for account information... because the Silicon Valley companies are like, well, we're not going to do this work for free. You got to pay. We got to put people on it. Right. So but, this, it's normal. But if they didn't pay it off, that's that's, that's like, did that's they fucked owe up. it? Still? That's fucked up. Are they going to give it to Elon? Like, how does that work? If they did, but it's I don't a know. It's a drop if they in the didn't. bucket. At Maybe this point. someone erroneously reported that, and I just read it. Well, I think what we're seeing with Twitter See is. You can find it though. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. Okay. What we're seeing with Twitter is it, w- it was not a very profitable con- uh, company it, you know kind of ran a little yeah, bit it takes a lunatic to spend 44 billion dollars to get a not very profitable company so that he can let people just talk shit <laughs> well i think he's doing more i think and, yes and i'm not sure um i listened to uh the conversation someone sent me the clip of you and him about four years ago mm. talking about ai and how that's going to take over the world and how he tried to stop it and now he seems to be all in on it um, but I, I think that's his X.com, which is what he wanted PayPal to be, and that didn't turn out the way he wanted. And he's literally said, I want it to be like WeChat. I mean, he has said that. I want it to be your bank. I want it to be your social. That app you use, super app. He calls mm-hmm. it a super app. That's what he's doing. And, of course, with that, once you have authenticated everybody with a real name, you don't need trust and safety. You, you know, if, if someone does something bad, it's that person, right. and we can send the feds on them, or the feds can find, go themselves, or you know, you can have a lawyer sue you if you say something slanderous. Yeah, but it will be the thing that you use, like in China, for everything. And that, he said that, so it's his words, and. Um, so it behooves him to uh, to keep as many people on the platform by just letting it open. You know, I, I'm, it's beautiful to watch. Um, I don't know if he's if he's overextended himself a little bit on the on the on the cost of it. Um, it's costing him a lot. You know, it's costing him in uh, in value and Tesla stock value, and he seems to be okay with that, which is is great. We'll see. I mean, it's it's a it's a big nut to crack to do that to. To create the the WeChat of, of America or the rest of the world, but then I see like Starlink, which to me was I mean Starlink was what a amazing fucking invention. Uh, I have it at home. Like put this fucking dish on the ground, mm-hmm. burp, burp, and I got internet, and it's fast and it's groovy. But of course, where does the real money come in? Now it's a it's a military system, which I think was probably the plan all along. I mean, it's great to to give consumers this for $110 a month. Um, but when you have the military, and that came out of Ukraine, you know, how he he said, hey, you should pay me for this. And, and they went, no, fuck you. You should do this just because you're a good guy. And, you know, after a while, he's like, you know, I'm moving satellites around. You should probably 
pay me to do this as a service, and it, I forget what it's called, but it is now an, an actual government military service that, that is used in the field. It is kind of bizarre that uh, <clears throat> a country can say, hey, you should just kind of hook us up. That be, was the good, U.S. government saying that. The U.S. <laughs> government was saying that. This is what I've found about that. Okay, here it goes. A former Facebook security executive has called Elon Musk's claim that the FBI paid Twitter to moderate content false. Alex Stamos, and this is what we were talking about earlier, um, that it was that you, you can't like say that this is exactly why they did it. Uh, that's Alex not, but that's Stamos, not what I said. No, no, no. I'm, no. I'm not okay. saying you did. Um, comment comes after journalist Michael Schellenberger shared a redacted screenshot of a 2021 email right. showing that Twitter had collected over $3.4 million from a reimbursement program for time spent processing FBI requests. That was just okay. information right. requests. It wasn't right. deplatforming requests. I, I totally agree with that. I agree with that, too. But you also could recognize that if there is a deal where compensation is being paid to the, your company to the tune of $3.4 million, like that's a significant it's a business it's, transaction. But it, it, it was because of, you know, tens of thousands of accounts that had to, the information had to be collected, given to the FBI, completely separate from politicians saying... You need to look at this, guys. You know, they're against your own terms and service. They're against what Fauci says. Take them down, flag them, de de you know, uh, don't uh, amplify them. That's, that's the egregious part. That has nothing to do with the FBI as far as I'm concerned. Okay, if you look at, I think we talked about this. In 2000, maybe 2010 or 12, Mark Zuckerberg was man of the year. And he was on the cover of Time magazine. And if you read that article, don't let that. I have it, I have okay. It. If you read that article, in the middle of this interview, Robert Mueller, FBI director, pops his head in. Hey, I was just had just happened to be in the building. I just wanted to say hi, everybody. And even the reporter who wrote this Time magazine article says it was the most bizarre fucking thing I've ever seen. The FBI was already in these companies from inception. They were already for the collection. It's a beautiful system. People. Post pictures, you know, there's your yeah. location, like, here I am, you know, it's, ah, beautiful. Right. Why wouldn't you want that as an intelligence organization? But they were in then. And Robert Mueller, who, it must have been 2012 because um, they extended him for a couple, against the Constitution, which is really funny because he's only supposed to be there for 10 years after the, you know, the FBI has a sordid history. And there was a, a, a very solid law put in place. No FBI director can be FBI director more than 10 years, except Robert Mueller was in for an extra two years for some reason because, you know, whatever, when Obama came in, well, we need this guy. And he was in fa literally in the Facebook building. Oh, it just happened to be in the building. The director of the FBI? Come on. That was, you know, so they've been there for a long, long time. That is bizarre. Um, thank you, Jamie. Oh, dynamite, fresh man. Thank you so much. This is great, Joe. It's yeah, so fun it's to talk to with you, brother. Uh, we should, I'm good. I'm we good should clarify what that actually said, though. One of the things that's interesting, he said, uh, so this is a Mastodon thread. Uh, so uh, this guy, Stamos, uh, who left Facebook in 2018 to lecture at Stanford, explained that law enforcement has the ability to get stored communications from companies yeah. like Twitter under 18 USC 273D. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This infamous D order has to be signed by a judge. He said that uh, he added that companies can demand reimbursement for the requests, which is what Twitter did 
Oh, no. Oh, no. They almost got us. He said uh, you can de- companies can demand reimbursement for the request, which is sure. what Twitter did, though mm-hmm. prior to 2019, as shown by the email screenshot, the company chose not to. Yeah. Okay. So they chose not to get reimbursement prior to 2019. So for a while, they were doing it for free. They were doing the, the yeah, government's Yeah, but it becomes expensive. Free. Google has always charged yeah. them for it. You know, I think Apple has charged them for it. And they publish those numbers. It just is not. It's so weird. It's all part of the distraction so to keep us guessing and whatever you do, keep posting selfies. We need you to keep posting selfies, keep so letting good. us know what you're doing. Track you that's a, that, that's back to TikTok. That's why Google is upset because kids today, I'm just going to use kids because we're old fucks now, Joe. Let's <laughs> I like admit it. air quotes like Richard Nixon. Kids today. Kids today. <laughs> kids today. <laughs> Thank you. I feel good about my impression now. Um, when they want to find a good restaurant in Austin, they don't go on Google and say good restaurant in Austin. They, say, they go to TikTok. What's a good restaurant in Austin? And then there's a video. Of, oh, this is a great. Look at this food. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, that's really? where they're going. So the search, the search is falling apart. <sighs> and that's Google's business is search. All the other, everything is random for them. 120,000 people have been fired in Silicon Valley in the past 12 months. There's a yeah, whole bunch of things. dropping like flies. What is going on? The free that? money train is over. The interest rates are now 5%, so free money is just is not free anymore. It used to be almost zero. I saw this comparison. Sorry. What's that dude? This that was, a, that was, this is a, to back up his point, this guy has – I've seen his videos a few times. I asked a few friends. They've also seen it. He's a MMA fighter in Vegas. Mm. His name's Keith Lee, 125. He's fought in Bellator. He doesn't have a ton of fights. Oh, there you go. But he's yeah. got 9.7 million mm-hmm. followers mm-hmm. on TikTok, and he's blown some people up in Vegas that have very small-time food trucks. They're there making a go. couple hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. The next day, they have lines that they can't control. Thousands of people coming to show up. Wow. This is a problem for Google. It's it's very wild how this has happened. He's and done then, it to wow. multiple people. And then we get the next problem for Google, ChatGPT. This is this uh, open AI. Yeah, this is ve- this is very interesting. What's happening? Um, what were we just talking about before you brought that sorry, up, though? Sorry. Uh, oh, about about uh, TikTok being the place where the kids search for uh, search. They don't search on Google anymore. They search on TikTok. Yeah, there was something I was going to bring up. Mm, sorry, I'm trying to remember what it was. Um, it's not going to come to me. Mm. But I mean, I think it's fascinating that there's different ways that kids are are communicating but what scares me is this uh the way that this thing has like just it grips people like none of the other ones do like it's so much better at like addicting you it's so good at it like i see people with tiktok they just can't put it down i see grown men in hill country like like total you know, <gasps> like trump you know, hardcore blue collar like my uh, my septic guy, Paul the septic guy, love this guy. He's a fucking great mm-hmm. guy. TikTok! Wow, man, look at this shit. I got Greg who, um, who you know, does some, some welding. Yeah. Ah, oh, look at this shit. I got it. And they, they spend hours on TikTok. I mean, dude, you're a grown man. What are you doing? Ah, it's funny. It's great. It's very, the, the algorithm is what um, Instagram tried to replicate it with reels. And yeah. they're just failing. They, TikTok nailed it. They just nailed it. They just nailed it. Yeah. And Instagram doesn't want you looking at pictures anymore. Like, get out of here with your fucking yeah. pictures. <laughs> look, That's look just at this, bullshit. Look, look at this video, which, of course, yeah. half the reels are actually TikTok 
repurposed on uh, on Instagram. Is the I mean, it's so funny how people claim to know how the Instagram algorithm actually works. Like, no. oh, you gotta pick, show the nobody wants to look at pictures anymore. You gotta show the reels. Like, how are you sure? Like, what you are you are making these bold claims based on zero data. Yeah, like you ain't getting any. You're not doing any research, and yet yeah. everybody claims to know their shadow band. Of course. Oh yeah, you know, shadow band. Oh, I see people like that. Like. That have a thousand followers and they think they're shadow banned. Like, come on, man. Like, it's so weirdly grandiose. And it's a thing, like, people have this, there's a, a nice feeling that someone is trying to hold you back. You know, someone, your content's too dangerous, Adam. Well, th- this is, this is, yes. And it's part of this, it's become a part of the system yeah. because for, um, for people who have podcasts or do stuff on, you know, like uh, video and they promote it on Instagram or Twitter, it's become part of the, the man is out to get me, you know, you know yeah. follow me over on Rumble. Like yeah. Rumble's going to be, <laughs> Rumble's going to be great forever. No, Rumble's a public company. They're going to have their own shit. They're not going to be able to put everything up there they want. When there's money involved, that's what Mastodon is so great. We have, we cut our serve 10,000 people. Now, you can follow me, Adam, at noagendasocial.com from any Mastodon account, but we just want 10,000. Otherwise, it's too much of a shit show. We can't manage it. Mm. And, and even I, because I have you know, all the power in the world on that, on that server, if I see someone who all he's doing is just posting to other people on other servers saying, I mean, all this, all this horrible shit, boom, you're done. Get the fuck off my server. You're done. I kick you off. Mm. So it's logical that this is going to happen in these big companies for whatever reason. It's too big. It's just none of it. None of it makes sense to have on your platform if you want to have advertisers. You can't. You just can't do that. It doesn't work that way. Right. And what's cool about Mastodon is you can just set up your own server. You don't need anyone's permission. You can do whatever you want. But if you want to be on my server. The one that you know that is our community. You got to be just be. A, you can say whatever you want. I'm not too worried about words. But you got to be involved in the community and not just shit posting other people. Right. You know that's just rude. You know, go find your own, do your own thing. But it's but isn't like having that kind of control to stop people from shit posting. You you are you. It becomes subjective. And this is one of the weird of things course. about freedom of speech, right? It's like of course. everybody wants freedom of speech, but everybody doesn't want to be yelled at, right? Like you don't no. want to be around people that are talking shitty. So there's a weird line that you have to draw. Like, but when do you draw that line? But that doesn't matter because I draw that line for whatever I feel like. Right. But, but you can that, take your account and you can go to another server. You take mm-hmm. your followers with you. You don't lose anything. That's not what I'm saying. Okay, I'm sorry. What I'm saying is like removing people from their ability to have these conversations, removing people from any social media network. One of the things that people, like one of the things that Elon saw, like very quickly, it's Mm -hmm. like the idea that you're just going to let people just go wild. No, you have to have some restrictions. He has restrictions. He had, yes, because he had to ban Kanye West. Yeah. Like Kanye West was, which is the craziest thing ever, right? You have a rapper who's one of the most famous people alive and he decides to make a star of David with uh, a swastika inside of it. Well, isn't he, it funny? He, like that's he touched that's the, it. he touched the third rail, you know, yes. and and he has his reasons, and I and but, I and these are long rooted reasons that we are neither of us are qualified to discuss. I, I don't think. think the correct thing to do is to let him talk, and then for people to talk shit about the dumb things that he's saying. That's normal. I would agree. This is not. It's not normal to say you can never make these squiggly lines with your pen mm-hmm. because it freaks me out because yeah. 100 years ago or 80 years ago a horrible thing happened 
Yeah, it did that a horrible thing happened. We all we're we're all with you. What he's saying is wrong. We're all with you. But people should be able to say that to him. And the only way they can say that to him is if he's actually on there. So Agreed. since he's since you ban him, now right. you get this weird situation where okay, well who else are you going to ban? And how are you going to decide? And where what you know what what is the line that you can't cross and how subjective is it? This is why centralized systems are bad. Uh, so Mastodon is decentralized. If I, if I kick someone off my server, I don't remove their ability to do the same. They can take their followers with them. They go anywhere they want, and that nothing has changed. It's just not on my server, not on my, not on my computer cycles. I see what you're saying. So you choose not to interact with assholes, but they can still interact with other people. That's well, the difference between a centralized thing and decentralized. And yeah. Yes. Now, yeah. about you, you bring an interesting point up. Um, I grew up in Amsterdam, and uh, I, was... I have to pee so bad. I'm so sorry. You want to pee? Wanna, I want to hear take... this Amsterdam story, but let's pee. Yeah, let's okay. Pee. We're gonna come back. <laughs> do you remember exactly what you were gonna yes. say? Oh okay. yeah, okay. I do. We'll hold that thought. Okay. All right, we'll be right back. I lost whatever thought I had. Thank God. Oh man, so nice to be able to pee. It's fun to do that <laughs> together. <laughs> the problem is, like, it, it distracts you so much. You can't like form sentences correctly. I oh. peed for like a minute and a half straight. You were, that was yeah, ridiculous. You were, you, were, you were doing a good job Ooh. there. I grew up in Amsterdam. Yes. And when I was playing with friends at their house, their grandmothers would be there, and their grandmothers, some of them had tattooed numbers on their arms because they had been oh. in concentration camps. So, and there was a huge. Um, sentiment against Germans. I mean, you know, the Netherlands capitulated within 24 hours. Here's my bike, you know, take over our country, whatever. And um, now this was in, I was there in the 70s. So it was really only 30 years after the, after the war. And, you know, just like, fuck the Germans. We don't like the Germans. Now, the German people, they will say, we didn't know. We didn't know, or we were just following orders. And the, and the thing that we take away from that is never again, or never, they say, I would say always remember, but they say never forget, never again. We can never have that happen again. So who really were the people doing it? They were mind-controlled, brainwashed into believing that Jews, gypsies, you know, uh, cripples, non-Aryan-looking people were all bad, and they were the, 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 the source of their problems. I'm going to take that and say that by 2000, it was finally we had a new generation of Germans. You know, now we're like two generations in. Still, a pro- Hollywood still makes the Germans look like, Eins, zwei, drei, hab es, hab das, no, no. Yeah. It's still, it's, it's traumatizing to German people. This is exactly what happened with COVID. And, it, and the people became the Nazis, just like the Germans became the Nazis. And this is, so we said never again, but we fucking did it again. And we didn't realize that we were doing it again. We were othering people. Othering, yes. Yeah. And, and it's still going on today. And this is yeah. a travesty. And this othering, if we don't, I mean, I don't know if we can even stop it, but it will go on for generations. It's so natural for people to do. It's so natural for people to other, even other people that are like in their close proximity. <sighs> but where does it come from? It's a, just a tribal thing, I think. How about evil? Evil, yeah. It is It is 100% evil, but it's also because there were evil people in the world, and I think we have like a built-in reaction to try to fight off those people that might be evil. And for people that believed, I'm not saying they were right, they were wrong. But the people that believed, they looked at unvaccinated people like plague rats. And I, I yeah. saw people yeah, say, yeah. people sure. that I know yeah, sure. wrote, called them plague rats on Twitter. 
But that is a natural thing, I think. But where does that is is evil just a natural thing? Does it mm-hmm. is it, do you think yeah, there's it actual, needs to be resisted? At do you all think there's times. actual evil in the world? Yes. And that evil makes good people do evil things? No, but I think weak people do evil things. So I think people get scared, and I think when they're scared, that's when they're more likely to be evil. I think it's more that. I think there's probably more evil being committed by scared people than there is by actual evil people. Um, I believe there's evil in the world. I think there's evil in the world as well. And if I believe there's evil in the world, then there's got to be good in the world. And uh, the beginning of last year, it was actually Naomi Klein uh, wrote a, a couple of substacks. And she was, you know, you know, Naomi Klein, she's mm-hmm. like Jewish lady, super leftist, mm-hmm. elitist, you know, hangs out with all the hedge fund people, has the dinners Upper East Side. And she saw people who she knew were not evil saying and doing evil things in hedge fund and money and stuff like that. And she said, oh, you know, there has to be good. And she went on kind of a spiritual journey. And I was very interested by this because I've looked at every conspiracy theory, you know, moon landing, 9-11, JFK, Mm. I mean, all kinds of conspiracies. But the one I had never looked at, and now, you know, I'm 58, so I'm like, okay, let me look at this one, is um, God. And uh, I said, let me see about this God thing. I've never been a religious guy. And uh, so I start reading and I start talking. to people. I also found that around me, like a couple of people I was working with, they're all Christians. And not that anyone was ever pushing anything on me. When I asked them questions, they were gladly answered. And I, so I, there's a lot of stuff written about Jesus. <laughs> there's a lot written, you know, thousands of years of books. And, mm-hmm. and there's some contemporary stuff such as uh, evidence demands a verdict. And, you know, this just is so much. And I got to tell you, Joe, as sure as I know that Building 7 didn't fall down out of uh, sympathy for Building 1 and 2, God is real, Jesus existed, he was a badass outlaw, and it has changed my outlook on life. It has really changed the way I look at things. And I believe that we can win um, with God. I know that may, may sound a little weird uh, coming from me, but I am, I'm all in on this. And, you know, I'm not a, you know... Like, you know, you may think of someone who believes in God or Jesus as a crazy right-wing nut job, which I'm obviously not. But, man, it's powerful stuff when you when you put uh, prayer into your life. It's really powerful, the Holy Spirit. It's, I don't think there's anything weird about it at all. I mean, I think it's there's a reason why it exists, why it's so prevalent in so many cultures. It, it helps people. It's about love. Yeah. It's and all about love. Yeah. Whether or not... Uh, the idea the problem is the word that word has been God? co-opted yeah the, the word has been co-opted in a lot of people's minds there's not a real problem with the word the, the pro- I should rephrase that there's a problem with the perception of the word sure the perception of the word is that you believe in fairy tales and you believe stories. in old mythical yeah. stories <laughs> yeah, sure. by the book, and, and you believe that gay people shouldn't be allowed to get married, and you believe, you know, there's like all sorts that's of stuff not, that comes yeah. with that. That's right? not really contemporary religion anymore, but right. yeah, I understand what but you're that, saying. But isn't that fascinating? No, contemporary yeah. religion is a sure. fascinating sure, concept. Sure, of course. Because of course. then you have to agree that the hand of man has decided, and culture has decided to manipulate these ancient doctrines and change them to keep up with the times. Or evil. Or evil, yeah. Or evil. It's kind of like, mm. but I think what what I was gonna say is like the concept of like a guy in the sky, uh, you know, with a robe on, like what people consider God. That mm-hmm. seem, might p- seem ridiculous, but the idea that there's a powerful force of the universe, like 
why wouldn't there be? Like, how else did this happen? Even if that powerful force is just some scientific creation machine that's impossible for you to wrap your head around the amount of power that it has. It's literally created the universes, the multiverses, the, the, the different planets and the different beings and all the inventions. It's created everything and it's constantly in this creative process. Like just knowing that that's a real thing mm -hmm. can give you order in your life. I think the problem that a lot of people have is they think they're smarter than they really are. So they think that like saying they believe in God like makes them seem stupid, mm. you know, and they're they're worried about criticism. Yeah, so they of won't course. they won't say it. So they won't. Well, it's interesting because um, you look at the concept of the simulation or the matrix, and right. uh, and that's certainly believable as a, as an idea. Red pill, blue pill, you know, and, sure. and so you could also say evil or good. Um, I just know that there's a lot more. Do I'm a I'm I'm a conspiracy therapist, so I look at stuff, I read stuff, right? And there's a lot more documentation of Jesus walking the earth and and God and the Holy Spirit than there is about the simulation. <laughs> there's just a lot more believable information out there that has been you know studied by scholars for thousands of years. What do you think uh, Jesus's role was? What do you who do you think he was? Well, well, he was literally the son of God, and he was on the earth to teach and he he wandered i mean he was an outlaw he did some crazy he you know, overturned the tax tables and you know he really railed but against a lot you, of stuff why do you think based on what information that you have why do you think that he existed uh well to well the the jesus had to die after teaching us how to live a good life and how to be a good person which is all about love and that was to absolve us of our sins which is kind of a cool out you know, so everyone's a sinner, everyone's fucked up, everyone's flawed, but you are forgiven for that as long as you try to be better. I mean, that's literally every book in the Bible is about, like I was reading this morning, um, uh, forget what it was, but it's like Jesus said, be quick to listen, slow to answer, and slow to get angry. And I took that here, because I remember last time I was here, um, which was over a year ago, and a lot of people said, dude, you're a fucking asshole. You keep interrupting Joe. And I did. And you even said, calm down, Adam, calm down. You're excited to talk. But yeah, but that's just normal excitedness. It's not, you're not being an asshole. But it's better if I listen. It makes everything better. If you, so it's just small things like that. But ultimately, mm. it's 100% about love and, um, and knowing that it can it it can be beaten this evil in the world can be fought against in fact it's probably already done um and i'm just new to this joe so i can't answer everything mm -hmm. uh, but i love studying it i love reading i'm just it's fascinating material and it there's is fascinating so material. much there it's really I mean, fascinating it's the guidebook for life right yeah it's that's what mm -hmm. it is in a lot of ways mm -hmm. but why do you believe that someone really was the son of god i mean if you're talking about information that's been it was written i mean how, how when they wrote the new testament how long had he been dead when they they wrote that when they put that well together? a lot of, well the testament is literally people who witnessed him and wrote about him um, right. at the time or uh, at the time and they did they decided what information to put in and what not to based on like constantine had well, a say in it right uh, again, I'm new to this, it. but there's 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 so many amazing things about the books in the Bible. There's code, um, you know, certain yeah. certain scripture has exactly this amount of letters, but none no uh, consonants or uh, vowels are duplicated. I mean, there's all kinds of 
crazy mm. stuff that just seems like it's impossible to phony that up. Um, but um, your question is, why do I believe that? Not why good. do you believe he's the son of God? Not why do you... Okay. Because, you know, I mean, obviously, there's so much that's a part of... Uh, Whenever you have a religion, when you have an oral tradition of this religion where people are just talking these these stories to each other mm -hmm. before it's ever written down, which they think was like a thousand years when you're mm -hmm. talking about the Old Testament, right? Mm -hmm. And then it was written down and it was written in ancient Hebrew and then it was mm -hmm. translated. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. why, but the a person being the actual son of God, I would need a lot of evidence to right. believe well, that. Evidence demands a verdict would be a great book yeah. to read, but. Just as I know that JFK was assassinated, and I really believe the CIA was involved um, because it's been written. I've, I've just mm -hmm. read documents and documents. So when you look into the Bible and everything that's been written about the Bible, that's a hundred million times more has been written about that, and it's survived all these years. So I'm right, just, but I'm if just someone, someone who reads. writes about The Shining, yeah. and a bunch of people review the writing of The Shining and mm -hmm. write about The Shining, it doesn't mean that The Shining actually happened. You know, and, just because so many people are writing about this particular religion doesn't mean that there was a person. But they haven't written about it. Doesn't the mean they weren't. I'm not saying they mm -hmm. were. I'm not saying I know. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying it doesn't mean that that, was, that no. man was the son of I'm God. I'm just telling you, my process is when I investigate things and it, to me it was a conspiracy theory like i'm just going to start reading and it, i read for three weeks until i gave up and said i can keep reading but all the evidence just is thrown at me over and over and over again if i'm going to believe certain things about jfk or 9-11 or uh, whatever which i've read as much as i can but there's not that much it's just it, it's for my own my own conscience, I have to, if I'm going to believe that after reading, you know, 50 years of documentation versus that, thousands of years of documentation. But it's thousands of years of documentation of a story. See, the, the, the problem is anybody. It's multiple stories. Like people have said, multiple people have said today mm -hmm. that they are the son of God. In fact, there's this guy, this Australian Jesus guy. I don't know if you know who he is. No. He says he's uh, Jesus reincarnated and he's got this lady that he, he's with and he says that she's Mary reincarnated. I don't know if they're still in, act, in active, like, I don't know whether mm -hmm. they're still rocking this little thing that they're doing. <laughs> I have no idea. But uh, this guy was running around claiming that he was Jesus. The, the problem is, if he was really good at it and really successful in a, a time when people were not very sophisticated, mm -hmm. he, he could probably pull that off. And then when he dies, everybody would say he was the son of God. Sure. And we don't know. No. So how would you know that this guy who lived 2,000 plus years ago... That's why. He's actually the that's son of why God. I call myself a believer, because you just believe. Yeah. I've, well. Yeah. And I've and, I, and I've seen what it has done for my own life. What does it do for your own life when you believe? Uh, it makes me a very happy person. Um, uh, prayer does work, not if you're asking for stuff for yourself, uh, but I, I've experienced. It's not really just the miracles that I've experienced, but it, it really it it makes me happy. Good things have been happening. Uh, so you just find it effective. It works for you. Yeah, of course. And yeah. so you're you're just saying yeah. this has helped your life. Uh, it's it, interesting it, because people will resist this, right? This of is course they will. Which a, is why I'm bringing yeah. it up with you because I I love that you can discuss this with me just as two dudes discussing this. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not an anti-religious person. No. I, I certainly was when I was younger. When I was younger, I had me a, too. A, an ignorant version of re religion, mm -hmm. what it meant to people. But now I think of it more of like a moral um, scaffolding. 
and a, a guideline for life that I think there's a reason why it exists. I think it's very beneficial for people. Mm-hmm. I think when people get involved, and I didn't think this when I was young, but I was very smug, and I thought of um, people that were religious as being duped. Like you got duped, right? You believe in some stupid shit that was written by people who uh, were writing mm. on fucking cave walls, you know? So that, that, but the reality <laughs> is, like, I know a lot of people that are Christians, they're really nice people. I know sure. a lot of people that are Muslims that are really sure. nice people. Sure. And I think part of one of the reasons why they're so put together is because of their religious belief. I had this guy, Bilal Muhammad, on the other day. He's a UFC top 10 welterweight. Mm-hmm. Amazing guy. He won't even say fuck. He says, what the fudge? He was saying, what the fudge? The man <laughs> no, is a just, cage yeah. fighter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's not just a cage fighter. He's elite. Yeah. He's in yeah. the top 10 of the welterweight division, was arguably mm-hmm. the most talent-rich division in, in the entire sport, or one of them, one of two or three. And this fucking guy won't even say fuck. <laughs> So, so, so because it's religion. Talking about sports, so something yeah. happened. Damar Hamlin. Damar Hamlin uh, got a hit. You know, he's a the Buffalo Bills. I think. Yes. He, plays. he got a hit. He goes out. He's down. Cardiac arrest. Yeah. What? Ha- this is the the number one TV slot of the week. Monday Night Football. What did we see? We saw huge men of all colors, all backgrounds, and women, and anyone from the sidelines in a prayer circle, and they prayed for him, and. Damar Hamlin said that day before the game, he said, I think God is going to be working with me in a different way today. Why he said that, I don't know, but it's historical. He wrote that, he said that before the game. Did he say that publicly? Like yes, on Facebook yeah, the, or something? Yeah, there's articles. There's uh, reporting on it. Whoa. And then that, the, now, no one said, look at those crazy Christian fucks in their prayer circle. That's not going to help. Of course, the guy lives. The Buffalo Bills quarterback says, what happened there has made me, a, a, I think, a better follower of Christ. Wow. These are not coincidences. I mean, you just look at that and say, holy mackerel, that is really interesting. Well, skeptics and cynics would immediately dismiss the idea that a collective group of like-minded people who only have love on their mind yes. can't impact <laughs> the, the zeitgeist, impact space. The space around them. What are you showing mm-hmm. me? The article. What's going on? After, it says, game week. day, nothing I want more than to be running out that tunnel with my brothers. God using me in a different way today. Tell someone you love them today. It yeah. already happened. Though. Wow. What oh, it, it already happened? I believe so. Mm, oh, this is I, I think, after? I think it happened before. I mean, there's, there's, I've seen a news article. But, okay, maybe not. I, I don't know for sure. I can't. Okay, was not able. See, he wrote that afterwards. See, it says... Although Hammond was not able to return to the stadium for his team's game on Sunday, he tweeted that God is using him in a different way. So it seems like it was after. That's the possible event. that I got that wrong. Well, either way, it's like the, the the people that got together and they they prayed for him. I'm not saying that re- replaces medical science. No, of course not. Medical science saved him, but I am saying that it might be possible that we're discounting the idea of people thinking about things in a very good way in unison, having an effect on everything that's around us. Like there's a weird thing that yes. we, we assume that human communication is just words, I'm saying sounds, and you're listening mm-hmm. and you interpret it. But there's also like an energy that's Absolutely. going between people. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. There's good energy and there's bad energy. There's mm-hmm. people that are creeps and there's mm-hmm. people that are fun. Yeah. 
and you don't know until you're around them sometimes. But if a bunch of people are together and they all think a thing and they all like, we're so silly to think that that doesn't have some kind of an impact. It might not have an impact, but it might. It might be something that you can't put on a scale. It might be something that affects things in a mm-hmm. different way. You know, like yeah. cities have a vibe, sure. right? If you land in an, an impoverished inner city, you're driving the like, there's a vibe, and it's not fun. Mm-hmm. It's not a fun vibe. It's a weird vibe, mm-hmm. you know? There's places that have a vibe, and you've got to wonder how much of that is just how the people that are in that area feel about things and that it puts it out there. Of course, yeah. How much of it? Well, I mean, if people get together, so call it what you want. I mean, I think I always said I'm spiritual, I believe in energy, mm. etc. So I've just put a different name on that, which I truly believe in. Um, so what is that energy? Right. That, that has not been scientifically really shown or it hasn't been really given a name. Um, but when people come together in church and pray or on the field and pray, or at a comedy it, can be, show. It, can, it can be very beneficial. You yeah. Know? And I think that's what's happening in comedy shows. And the hand of God works. You know, it's not like God says, oh, make him live. No. Hey, medical science people. Let's help him. I got yeah. some prayers here. Let's do this. I mean, that you can argue either way. Well, I mean, you could argue that atheists saved him too. I mean, I don't of know course. what the religious beliefs of the people and that's that saved fine. Him. And that's fine. But my my point is, it's like I, I really do think there's some stuff that's going on that we're not measuring that you can't measure. There's there's I agree. stuff that's going on with mm-hmm. human. It just right. and it, it might be that you can sort of guide life in a in a direction. That's outside of logic outside. I mean that you might be able to guide life in a direction with Positive energy, but only so much so like, you know, the people that are like into the secret I remember oh, like, yeah. oh yeah, you, you make your yeah. own destiny. I yeah, go yeah. I go yeah. babies get Moon killed board. in drive-bys <laughs> Babies get yeah. killed in drive-bys mm-hmm. You can't say that you can't say you everything that happened to you is because of your thoughts. That's ridiculous No I think it has some effect. We don't know what that effect is, but I think there's some effect that human beings have on the world around them, but it's not it's not total. You know, and the idea that it is, like, well, what about super volcanoes? Did you fucking will that to happen? Like, come on. What about asteroid impacts? What about acts of God, hurricanes, tornadoes? Your fucking whole village is torn apart by a tornado. Did you ask for that? No, you didn't. No, there's a certain amount of life that's fucking random, and it's very egocentric to pretend that it's not. I'm not pretending that's no, not. No, you're not. But, but some people do. But I, that's you know what, some people do? Like they, of course. Yeah. That's why I said I believe there is evil. COVID, where does it come from? You know, Did it come from a lab? Did it come from a bat? Did it come from evil energy? Did it come from evil people? There's, there's a guideline which um, gives you just an incredibly good feeling. And I have to say that, I mean, the people that I've met who are Christians are not, you know, no one walks around saying, hey, I'm a Christian, you know, this is what we should do. No, um, they have their own ways. And I think I'm bringing it up with you because I feel like I, it's, it's honest with you. I want to tell you where I'm yeah. at in my life. I appreciate um, that. I appreciate that you can do that. Yeah, well, thank you. I can do that with you. No one else, I could do this with no one else. Um, it it has made my life that much and th- happier and mm. the people who i meet are uh, are just happy people we don't sit around talking about god <laughs> but we that's we, the goal though right 
I don't think so. I mean, in life. No, no, no. To be happy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's love. what I'm saying. Love, yeah. love is, like, the, what is you're, the idea. What you're saying is the goal. Like, you're, you're saying, like, I'm happy. We're around happy people. Yeah. That's That's the goal. Uh-huh. Right? That's what everybody wants. So, like, whatever methods you get to get there, it's interesting that some people would rather not get there and rather be in a shitty, depressed yeah. state <laughs> yeah. as long as they're not duped. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you've been duped by life. Like, of course. Because your life sucks. But, I mean, there's but, a, I know a lot of not, like, but, atheists but, but that are like, super depressed. The idea is not that God fixes everything. The idea is if you, if you can believe in it and can put yourself in a mindset, mm. I'm just looking at it a little abstract now. Yes. You put yourself in a mindset that things can happen, that, that miracles do happen, that things do uh, impact your life, and that you look at things in a different way. You're not always completely fucked up about this is not happening for me or that's not happening. You know, you. Do you think it's you, like psychological software that you can run? Like oh, your belief in God. Do you think that's like psychological software that you could just run and they're like, ooh, look, everything's smoother? No, it's not. No, because it, everything isn't smoother, but you at least don't freak out when shit isn't smooth. Right. I don't mean it in a derogatory way no, or I know. a negative way. I know. What I mean is like, is that why it's effective? That well, it's that- like a natural thing that you could run and it's been honed over time. It only makes sense that it Well, yes. Been, well, here right? you go. I love this. So it just sort of slides What is the software? Into... What is the code? It's the Bible. Mm. It, is, it is the gospel, scripture. That is, if you want to look at it that way, it is the code that you run in your brain, and it does things for you. Yeah. So that's a way of looking at it. That's a kind of a good way, actually. I hadn't thought of that one. I like that. Yeah. Like I a, like that. Like a psychological software. Sure. But, but you know, if you just want to run things in DOS, your fucking life is going to be clunky as shit. Do you know, you know that- Why mo- don't you get a nice user interface? <laughs> most, most, of your life, most of your life runs on AS400 mainframes still. So, you know, airlines, uh, the government, everything right. runs on pre-DOS shit. I yeah. mean, it's still all, all wrapped up in that. So, uh, yeah. But it's- Well, thank God the elections are wired down. <laughs> They've got that super advanced. Yeah, that, that's There's all no fixed. Way. Nobody can fuck with that. That's one thing that we can all agree we on. We all agree. We have total confidence that elections absolutely, are fair. Absolutely, absolutely. Elections are fair. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. funny, man. It's no, funny. It, it, I love it. I love it. It's, it the we world live is in a going very, crazy. Very, very, very strange state. We do. But things are. There's more. I think there's more people that are questioning narratives today than there's ever been before because questioning narratives is something that's like publicly discussed mm-hmm. by millions. It's a different yeah. it's a different thing because of the one of the things about the freedom the internet gives you is like any person can just start a YouTube per, page mm-hmm. and you just need an iPhone or whatever, a fucking Samsung, whatever. You can just mm-hmm. you, you, camera. You are you have the potential to reach everybody. Mm-hmm. And that weirdness allows people to start talking about all sorts of shit that never is going to make it to Fox News, never is going to make it to CNN, no. never, no. ever, ever. But those things will be seen by more people than are watching those things. Oh, without so, a doubt. So what is mainstream now? That's what's weird. Well, because the- mainstream <sighs> is mainstream is talking about wacky conspiracy theories and like how old is mm-hmm. Egypt really? Out- outrage. Yeah, Out- outrage is mainstream. Outrage. You are the great American conversationist. You you will go down in history as the only person in our modern time who would have conversations with people across the spectrum and just 
not even put your opinion on it. You rarely put your you say what you think, but I you say don't. My opinion a lot. But you don't try to. You, but you leave people in their own value. You say. Well, hey, I, I, did, I want. I, I think the only way to find out what someone really thinks is to let them talk. And some people say, "Well, you're not pushing back enough." Like, oh. it's there's a fine line. There's the a TJs. Fine line. The TJs. Yeah, but I think it's what's. This is what's important. It's like you do find something out when you push back on people. You do. Yeah. But you also find something if you allow this person without judgment to extrapolate and to expand and to like you just try there's certain times i want to go shut the fuck up but i don't mm -hmm. i don't it takes a lot of restraint it's a dumb instinct it's a dumb instinct it doesn't mm -hmm. get anybody anywhere nobody wants to shut the fuck up you tell people to shut the fuck up they get mad at you yeah you know what i mean unless i'm joking around with a friend mm -hmm. like i'll say shut the fuck up but like for the most part that's just being that's being playful my favorite is there's a category of people i call the tjs the TJs. The TJs, yeah. The TJs. <laughs> What's a TJ? Well, the TJs, so I made the mistake of saying on No Agenda, ah, I'm going on Joe on Tuesday. So the TJs are the Tell Joes. Tell Joe oh, to talk about this. Tell Joe people. to have him on. Tell Joe to, to he needs to be orange pilled about Bitcoin. Oh, tell Joe, tell boy. Joe, tell Joe. Can you tell Joe? And I'm like, dude, I'm going on a show. I'm excited to talk to Joe. We're just going to have a chat. Don't tell me what I have to tell him. Mm. Tell Joe. Tell. It's everyone and their grandmother comes out to tell Joe. Yeah, I get that. Oh my goodness! I hear about that. Oh, it's but incredible. Isn't it? It's kind of amazing. Like what subjects are actually like mainstream now? I mean, if you really oh, look at question. just the actual numbers, like FTX, the FTX scandal is mainstream. Fantastic! Because I love it's it. main. <laughs> it's mainstream on the internet. And the internet is where everybody is. So it is mainstream. Even if they're not discussing it very much on, you know, these networks that right. might have had some sort of a financial tie. Could have been. Could, could have been. been. Could have been. I don't know. Yes. Maybe some of these politicians. 197. Have, have 197. To look the other way. 197 <laughs> people in Congress took money from FTX. What are the coincidences? 197 coincidences. I'm just That's saying. Crazy. I'm just saying. It just happens. What a great move, though. Buy off everybody. But even then, it still doesn't help you if you're money runs out isn't that that's a weird little horror game you're playing well, I'm, you know you could you could pay off as many people as you can keep man. it running but you better keep that fucking hustle running this, it's this is so loaded with shit that i don't think we'll ever see the bottom of this pit well as a guy who's really into crypto that must be fascinating for you to watch that blow apart right well i'm very happy that it blew apart ah. because these are all shit coins as a guy who's into bitcoin not crypto all of this mm. came after bitcoin all of it shit and all of it needs to go to zero and so that's you think exactly, bitcoin is the only way it, well yeah no one controls it. There's no mm. CEO. No one can can do anything different with it. It just exists. And it kind of exists because of the network of people because ultimately you don't need a, any company. You don't even need mining companies. You know, I run two miners at home. I print about $1.50 a day. <laughs> yeah. And I love it. You know, it's uh, it, it makes me feel in control of, of my destiny that I can do things with other people and the government can't tell me what I can or cannot do with my money. I love that Adam Curry's a Bitcoin miner. It's awesome. <laughs> it, you know, That's awesome. It's fun. It really is. Well, I'm sure. I, but I, I integrated that into podcasting 2.0. So dollar now, twenty-five a day. You say dollar dollar fifty. More at the current prices. It's not about the the, the money. It's more right. about fun. I'm keeping. It's I'm keeping fun, the network right? alive. I'm part right. of the network. I'm part of millions of people who who believe in what Bitcoin is capable of, and yeah. then it's really. An escape hatch. You know, when all the shit comes down, if I want to receive value or money and, you know, the government won't let me or, or Elon's system won't let me or, you know, PayPal won't let me, whatever it is, I can still 
transact with someone and you literally cannot stop that. You cannot stop the transfer of Bitcoin. You can stop buying Bitcoin for dollars. You can stop selling Bitcoin for dollars, but you can't stop me from mining Bitcoin and you can't stop me from sending it to you or you sending it to me. That just, that can't be, that's unless you turn off the internet and then still, it can still work. Yeah. Um, the fluctuations, though, they don't disturb you. Do you think that eventually that will even out and become more rational? Like the the idea that it can drop from 70 to 20, is that ever going to like balance out? Is it more stable now than it was initially? It's obviously um, more valuable than it was initially. Yes. It, well, if you look at the mathematics of it, it is intended to always increase in value. You know about that dude that lost like a hard drive full? He's an idiot. And he's, he's paying them to go through the dump? I, I literally, the way you, you, so if you can remember 12 short words, your Bitcoin is always with you. So I can, I can travel across the world. I, if I can remember 12 words and I enter those into any random, mm. you know, uh, Bitcoin program, my wallet, my money will come right back. There's some people, I don't believe this, but some people who think that you're, if you remember your 12 words, when you die in the afterworld, you'll still have your Bitcoin if, if you remember the 12 words. But that's a very unique feature that you can go anywhere in the world without any technology, whatever. As long as you can remember 12 words, you can have access to your Bitcoin. That's but cool. someone can get them 12 words out of you. Yeah. They, of course they can beat it out of you. Yeah, of course. That's a problem. Yeah. yeah it could be nasty. Anybody could just drag your Bitcoin out. They could. They could. But that's so that's why you want to have multiple wallets and you want to oh, do other things. Oh, Jesus, Adam Curry. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm not too worried about that. I just like the idea. And I don't view it as... Um, as an investment, I mean, every every company on Nasdaq and and uh, and Dow Jones has gone down by you know sixty seventy percent. So everyone's value is down right now. Right. And it, remember, it's it's Bitcoin versus the U.S. dollar. When the U.S. dollar gains um, value, you know the the, the uh, DXY, which, which is you know how they you know it versus the pound or the euro then, of course, Bitcoin is going to be less valuable. Right. If the dollar goes down, Bitcoin becomes more valuable. It's two sides of the same coin um, when you look at Bitcoin versus dollars. If you just look at Bitcoin as in Bitcoin, then, you know, it's, it's still, if you have a Bitcoin, you still have a Bitcoin. You know, it's... Um, and I, so this FTX thing was all what you would call shit coins. One hundred percent. So these are all cryptocurrencies that just exist on someone's imagination. Yeah, they made like, it up. They just made it up, and they could create as many as they want. That's the whole. The whole game. We go back to the dollar. They created forty forty percent of all the dollars printed were made in the last three years. What do we get? Inflation. Bitcoin will be twenty one million. That's it. And it, we won't mint the twenty first million Bitcoin until 150 years from now. We'll all be dead. So explain to me um, these crypto shit coins. Mm -hmm. Like, so anybody can just decide that they're going to start a coin and then if it gets popular and people are willing to buy it, then it becomes valuable. And right. then you could also have not just coins, but you could also have like, there's, what was the other thing that they have, Jamie? But there's coins and those, but there's also like... What's that other shit? A token. Token. Same, same thing. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's the same is thing. It, but yeah, yeah. the it's token's the not as regulated? No. Oh, well, okay. Isn't a token... Hold on. Hold on. There's changeable words sometimes. Oh, my God. Okay. I hate everybody. Oh, hold on. Yeah. There's something else. <laughs> there's one other thing. So there's... 
<laughs> token and coin is the same thing. There's something called a stable coin. And this, oh. is, this, is, this is kind of where it started to go wrong. The stable coin is a token that is supposed to be equal to the U.S. dollar. So one Terra, which went bankrupt famously, one USDC, all these different stable coins. And they are used to transact at a dollar value. Wow. But they are backed by, they're supposed to be backed by one-to-one bonds, you know, uh, money, cash money, etc. This is now getting regulated. This is what BlackRock is doing. BlackRock invested in USDC. And so I believe it's inflationary, but it, it really is. The idea is you can now transact with a digital dollar back and forth that is the value of a dollar. And it turns out that some of these don't, no one has actually said, well, so um, there's uh, 10 billion of, I'm just making a number, 10 billion USDC tokens, stable coin. When you ask, can you please show me that you have $10 billion in, in, in value backing that up? Everyone says, no, that's none of your business. Oh. So it's very iffy what's going on there. And Terra, which went, that started the whole thing off. That went bankrupt because they, people started saying, I want to give you my stable coins, give me U.S. dollars. And it was a run on the bank. And they didn't have all the assets to pay everybody the money. And then it just starts to unwind because that's what all these guys are... Bitcoin was a, it's now 14 years old. It was a great invention. And people saw that and said, what a great idea. I'm going to rip people off by creating these shit coins, make them valuable by just by buying and selling, creating more pop. Everyone, everyone buys them. I get out. I have $10 million. You're holding the bag. It's a fucking scam. The whole thing is all of that is a scam, including Ethereum. But it's amazing that that scam got them an arena. It got them to be the number two mm-hmm. donor to the Democratic Party. Fantastic. Isn't that amazing? Yes, I love that. I love that and it this, all fell to shit. This is great. Amphetamine taking kids who were fucking each other in an apartment <laughs> in the Bahamas. <laughs> Lovely. Wild. I know. I Wild know. shit, man. But with with adult supervision, because these kids are connected to the SEC, Gary Gensler, you know, high-end uh, right. high, high people so in was, government. Do you think it was a money laundering thing that just went sideways? Yeah, I think, I think these kids were abused. I think they were abused by literally their parents in Sam Bankman-Fried's uh, case, because they his mom has this huge, um, uh, what do you call it? Right, uh, but in her defense, don't you think that she probably believed her son was pulling it off to this extraordinary possibly. level of possibly. success, and he would continue and become the next Elon Musk? Like maybe she didn't understand it. But she did have the super PAC where the money was flowing through. So oh yeah, she, she was, was definitely part benefiting. Of yeah, definitely so, benefiting. But I have a feeling that dude would have been rocking that fucking scheme. Either I don't way. think he's that smart. I think he's he's pretty dumb, actually. I think it certainly helped that he was donating money in Greece and all the right palms, which, by the way, is illegal if yeah. it's just bribing people. But you can donate. But Did you was... know that you could donate, yes, Adam? Yes, you can. You can. And if you Dark donate, money. you're a I good know. person. Yes. You're a good person because you're, don- you're trying to make things right. But if you pay off politicians, you give them a brown bag filled with cash, that's not good. Because I... then you could influence the way they vote. I would say Ukraine is at the center of all this. The Ukraine, Ukraine is at the center. This, when I was growing up in Europe, if you wanted drugs, hookers, or someone killed, Ukraine was the place to go. Oh, boy. And everybody knew it. And, oh, no. And in 2014, the United States created a coup. It's, it's universally yeah. recognized. You know, Victoria Nuland, fuck the EU. Uh, they put their uh, a government in place with people that were predetermined as phone calls, as evidence of, of this taking place. Victoria Newland is evidence of this happening. 
And you know, no doubt, our current president, with his son, and all, was always involved in fucking corruption. Just corruption. And there's so much running through that country. Well, that's a lot of Russian disinformation. And I don't I know, know if you've I ever know. been on Facebook, but that stuff is not <laughs> tolerated, nor is it easily shared. I know. And, and I think that this, this episode should not air anywhere. This should be, t- this should be deplatformed because Curry's nuts. It's so fascinating that that's a controversial viewpoint. The, one of the greatest things ever was Candace Owens. Uh, the, the New York Times tweeted to her, what evidence do you have that Ukraine is corrupt? And so she tweets back, your own fucking newspaper. She posts all, <laughs> all these the shit that stories they said. Mm-hmm. as recently mm-hmm. as 2017 oh, yeah. about oh, yeah. corruption in Ukraine. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, Jesus. Because yep. you probably have some woke kid who's working the New York Times thinks like, I'm going to dunk on Candace Owens. She is just talking out of her fucking ass. And she has in the past the know, fact said that, some things that The don't... fact that a, a, a local newspaper, basically a New York yeah. newspaper, is the is the law, is the truth of the world, is crazy. Yeah. She, I mean, she has in the past said some things that are a little wacky. Haven't but, we all? But what she's saying here is, like, backed up by so many stories. Like, the, the idea that they would just say that, not doing any research themselves. Like, what is she saying? She's saying Ukraine is corrupt. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, is that true? Like, if you're fucking 22, you don't know jack shit, and <laughs> you just got out of college, you're like, hey, guys, are we uh, is that true? Is Ukraine corrupt? Like, fucking Google it. How yeah. long does it take? <laughs> well, if the, you Before you tweet at her, it takes you three seconds. But what is the authority? Who is the authority? Is, it, is the authority the university where these papers were written? Whatever the authority is if the fucking newspaper in which you work had stories yeah. about it being corrupt, no, maybe I'm you should you. search at least your fucking <laughs> own newspaper's database they, they before system, you tweet They at have her. a system. They have a database they can look themselves. Don't even have to Google it. But I loved that because it was... It was everyone had this narrative that you were you if you're a good person you have a Ukraine flag in your bio on Twitter oh yeah and you support and mm. and no one can say anything bad about them you can't say that there's like anywhere not on Fox Nazis News there. either not on Fox News yeah, either you can't say it anywhere go look at the map of where the where the where the concentration camps were in Ukraine during the Second World War there were concentration camps in Ukraine too and they're all. Kind of right on that border with Poland where Oof. there's still a lot of, you know, the Oof. Azov Brigade. I mean, Oof. but you can't talk about it because Isn't that it's wild. Like you have to like when 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 there's a side that you're supposed to be on, everything that that side does, you're supposed to absolve or not think about anything that's negative. And that's how you know you're in a cult. <laughs> well, but the Russia thing is yeah. interesting. I went to Russia, went to Moscow, the Moscow Music Peace Festival in 1988. And which is a whole story by itself, which is hilarious because it was really to get Doc McGee out of jail and all this stuff. And this was before the wall came down. And the first thing I noticed there was what a bunch of shit this country is. They got this. Where's the high tech? They had like gray Volkswagen type buses. And that was Mm. supposed to be the KGB. And it was like, this is bullshit. I saw, you know, I met the the Moscow Hells Angels. I mean, there was there was mayhem. They had hookers everywhere. The whole the country was amazing. It was great to be there (laughs) with Motley Crue, Bon Jovi, Skid Row, Ozzy Osbourne. It was it was a crazy. What year was this again? 88. 88. And so, you know, we so. Now, the Soviet, that was the Soviet Union. And many people, look at most people in Congress now, you know, the ones that, that are in charge are 80. So they went through the, the Cuban Missile Crisis. They went, they're traumatized literally by Russia. Russia is going to, my own family, Russia, Russia, it's hor- it was the Soviet Union. 
So when uh, we kind of struck a deal with the Soviet Union and we said, look, Minsk agreement, um, this wall, it's coming down. We got to unify East and West Germany. And we're going to now the U.S., by the way, had completely fucked them financially. That's why they had nowhere to go. We had compl- just the same thing as we're doing now. We had, we had completely fucked them financially. They couldn't participate in the world financial system. So they had to open it up and they had to stop the insanity. And of course, ultimately, Moscow, you know, you've got big, you know, luxury brands there. And you know, there's all, it's, it really revitalized the country. But the, the agreement was, which was never d- documented, the agreement was, we'll never push NATO any closer to your border. And although it was there's documentation that that was agreed upon. It never made it into the agreement. So it mm. was, and so it was never signed, which is just true. So idiot Russians or Soviet Union dudes, what a fucking moron you are that you can get, didn't get that in writing. Because subsequently, we've had NATO just expand and expand and expand. And at a certain point, and this is the Russian disinformation, Putin now in Russia says, no more. you got to stop. You got to stop. And then when Ukraine, when Zelensky, the television actor who plays the piano with his penis, <laughs> said, you've seen it, right? You've seen it? No. Oh, he, well, first of all, he, pl- he played uh, the president of Ukraine on television in a movie. Yes, or a I know series, that. But he, he was also a comedian. And so he has this bit where he would play. You got to, Jamie, you got to find, it's hilarious. It's a funny bit. He's behind the piano and he's playing it with his dick. So when, the, there you go. That's the president of Ukraine. Yeah, Zelensky. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Give me- so, It's limited funny bit. It doesn't last that long. <laughs> yeah. oh, hold on a second. This goes on for five minutes. <laughs> this is bullshit. His dick is not making those noises. Of course not. Oh, duh. No, really? This is stupid. <laughs> but, but I'm annoyed. Mm, I'm annoyed as a casual bad. observer. I'm like, that, that sounds too uniform. <laughs> those are fingers. This so, is a lie. So, More lies. So, Propaganda. It's well, government. CIA. True. PSYOP. Absolutely. So when yeah. Zelensky said, yeah, we need some nuclear weapons from NATO here on, on our turf, that's when, of course, this is disinformation, uh, Putin went, no, fuck no, you're not going to do that. And then there's... And, and then the corruption is it's important to keep Ukraine where it is because money's running through that. There's all kinds of cyber. So what do you shit. think? What do you think happens now if if Russia is winning now? Yeah. Um, and I don't Ukraine know if they're is, winning. I, I don't. What is think, the, where where do you get your information? Like where, from, what do you, from, do you from military military people who are in Poland in Belarus, oh, uh, and uh, you know them? Yeah, personally. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so they're telling you it's rough. Th- Yes. I mean, let's just look at some of this, which is, I think, well documented. There's a lot of this gear doesn't really make it to the Ukrainian front. It you know, gets stolen. It's all over Eastern Europe, everywhere. These weapons, really? tank tank mortars, all kinds of stuff. You mean when we send those um, fucking, yeah. what are those called? That vehicle that doesn't work that good? Well, not the Bradley fighting vehicle. But if we send those Bradley fighting vehicles, don't we send a dude like Robert Downey Jr. to go over there and like explain? That exactly, hey, it's, 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 exactly it's exactly like that. Robert Downey Jr. goes there yeah. and, and he sells it to some other dude because on the way to the front lines. Hey, I'll sell it to you. I'll sell it Tony to you. Tony Stark. So That's the whole the, the origin story, right? All all I know is the the message from our government is. Putin has to go. So they want a regime change in Russia. Putin has to go. And we're historically bad uh, at at killing leaders. uh, Like we tried Castro with the exploding cigar bit and everything. And we just sucked at it. And, you know, Putin is way too um, isolated. You know, he's guarded, whatever. 
Um, but that seems to be the only way that that changes is if Putin is dead or is gone. And I just don't see a way out of it. I mean, it's it's a fucking travesty. It, people are really dying, Russians and Ukrainians. People are dying. It's stupid. And all we can do is hang a flag and put an emoji on our Twitter handle like, oh, I'm for it. You shouldn't be for it. It's disgusting that $800 billion a year goes to the military in our country. Do you know how much shit you could fix for that? I think it's even more than that. Well, I'm just I'm just giving you the top line number. I mean, wasn't it 1.7 trillion? Oh, wasn't that the mm-hmm. the defense budget? Was yeah. that was that true? Did I remember that correctly, Jamie? Yeah. Remember well, there was like some discern d- like what was what did it actually? Here's a fun boil st- here's down a fun to? statistic. Okay. If you made a dollar a minute. Right, you'd be balling out of control. When, within twelve days, you'd be a millionaire. Whoa! It would take you federal spending, not defense budget. Okay, one point seven right. trillion in government spending bill. But let's just let's just look at what this uh, means. What is the actual defense budget then? I think it's eight or nine hundred billion. Sure. Let's just call it a trillion, just just to it's be easier. Let's call it a trillion. If you made a dollar a minute, you would be a millionaire within twelve days. If you made a dollar a minute, you would be a billionaire within thirty-one years. If you make a dollar a minute, you'd be a trillionaire within 31,000 years. That's how much fucking money this is. Jesus Christ. That's how much money this is. And you, you can't, we, we just hear billions and trillions and we don't think about it. Look at this. The legislation includes $772 billion for non-defense discretionary programs and $858 billion in defense funding. I got a great story for you about this. That's a lot of money. So we've never gotten an audit of the Pentagon. And the last time we were supposed to have a serious audit, Donald Rumsfeld was the Secretary of Defense. And on September, he, he comes out and he says, there's $2 trillion we can't account for. That was September 10th, yes. 2001. Yes. Yeah. It's the last time we ever heard about any of the money being gone. And the, the conspiracy theory was always that the where the bomb blew up is where they counted the money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in, in the Pentagon. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've heard that. what provides the incentive to survive. But governments can't die. So we need to find other incentives for bureaucracy to adapt and improve. The technology revolution has transformed organizations across the private sector. But not ours, not fully, not yet. We are, as they say, uh, tangled in our anchor chain. Our financial systems are decades old. According to some estimates, we cannot track $2.3 trillion in transactions. We cannot share information from floor to floor in this building because it's stored on dozens of different technological systems that are inaccessible or incompatible. Pause right there. So that doesn't mean that it's not that the money's missing. When you say we can't track $2.3 trillion in uh, transactions, that could mean they were legitimate transactions, but they just suck at accounting. Oh, um, right. I mean, I'm not saying that's not the case, but I mean, that could be interpreted a bunch of different ways. So first of all, $2 trillion in... 20 years ago was a lot of money, but you know, that's it's a pittance uh, for freedom. <laughs> um, MSU scholars we, find 21 trillion. What? What does it say? 21 trillion in unauthorized government spending 
That's not that much. (laughs) (laughs) Defense Department to conduct first ever audit. Whoopsies. This is 2017. They've never completed it. Whoopsies. I think we deserve to know where the money went. Let's let it go. They do a good job. They're They're doing fine. They're good people. Here's my Ukraine flag. We're good. They're doing a solid job. Yeah. And uh, there's nothing wrong with drag shows for kids either. (laughs) Bring the kids to the strip club too. Bring them to a porno theater. What the fuck? Let them find out early. Well, I did grow up in Amsterdam, and that was a part of life, and it was normal. Well, we had the the way you grow up, though. That is normal. The thing is, it's like whatever your normal is is fine. The problem is when you introduce things that aren't normal to where the culture is, and you introduce it later in someone's life. They're like, "Hey, that's not normal." Yeah, that's that's where things get weird. Like if you grew up in a place that had a red light district, I guess Mm -hmm. you'd get accustomed. It's gone now. It's all. Oh, is it gone now? Oh yeah. Oh, Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, it had. the weed, sh- the coffee shops are going away. Of course, it has to harmonize with the rest of Europe. It can't. It can't be this place where you got legal prostitution. It's never been legal. It was, um, uh, what is the word I'm looking Accepted. for? Accepted. Uh, tolerated. Fedocht. Yeah, tolerated. tolerated. Very similar to like Austin. To, oh, you know, if you get caught that was with the some same weed. thing with weed. Yeah. And, uh, also with mushrooms, right? Like mushrooms mm-hmm. were all were of that tolerated. All, all of that. Yeah. Now the Netherlands now is without a doubt a narco state and the crime capital of the European Union. I mean. All the drugs flow through Rotterdam, all of it. Every single ecstasy pill is manufactured in the Netherlands. They Jesus. invented that shit. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Oh, and there's people getting killed left and right. There's gangs fighting. There's lawyers, uh, journalists getting killed on the street, broad daylight. Jesus. Just because they're trying to, they call it the Macro Mafia, which is uh, mainly Moroccans. You know, it used to be you could kill someone for 5,000 euros. Now it's 50. You can get anyone to drive by in a scooter and kill somebody. It's fucked up. And and people pretend it's not happening. Mob-style killing shocked yeah. Netherlands into fighting descent into narco state. Murders, corruption, and yeah. macro mafia mm-hmm. prompt Dutch to set up war chests to tackle wave of organized crime sweeping nation. And this yeah. is in The Guardian. Mm-hmm. And this is from... It must be true. Yeah, from July. It's Russian disinformation. Holy shit, man. That's wild. Oh, yeah. It's horrible. Well, that's what happens when you make drugs illegal, right? But even if drugs were legal, who's running them? Well, I think the problem is the Netherlands really, you know, they almost have no... The farmers are going away now, so they were a big agricultural uh, community. But but, what are they doing? Tell me about that. Explain these weird carbon laws that they're passing. It's the nitrogen. Uh, They say nitrogen is... There's too much nitrogen in the soil, and that is hurting a certain type of frog. I kid you not. That's the excuse, but that's not really what's going on. What is going on? The Netherlands, they have a lot of food technology. There's an 8 billion euro a year business with Royal DSM. Used to be a chemical company. They switched into the number one manufacturer of taste and texture products. So your fake meat, your fake chicken, your fake everything will taste and and the texture will be just delicious because of that company. And so the thing they need to do is get rid of as much, get rid of the cows, get rid of the cattle, get rid of the animals, because that's going to be like one big bedroom, the Tri-Cities Project, I mean, if you've ever heard of that, it'll be the Netherlands, Belgium, I think part of Germany, and that's where people will live in these 15-minute cities. You're just going to be a body that is useful for money, like we talked earlier. Like as long as you have people, as long as you have people who are around who can keep going, then you have a business. And the business is is just 
the people, you know, it's money. It's all about money. They, and they, so they're they don't care. proactively trying to get rid of these farmers because they're the competition. Yeah, I mean, it's a done deal. I mean, it's fucking over. It's done. And this is a United Nations Codex Alimentarius. This has been going on for you know, 50 years. How many of the farmers this. have they gotten rid of? Well, they're just starting, but they're going to get rid of every single one of them. And they're paying them off. So farmers saying, all right, fuck it. You know, I'll take the two million, whatever. Um, they're giving up. I mean, the Ned, the Dutch, I love the Dutch, and I grew up there, so it's very important to me. But just like they capitulated against the Germans within f 24 hours, they are all, you know, the farmer protests, like, yeah, fuck yeah, farmers, yeah, fuck yeah, we're all for the farmers. Hang the flag upside down. But then after a week, the Dutch are like, hey, man, I can't get to work. I can't, uh, I can't go to the supermarket. Could you stop the fucking protest already? See, that's the Dutch. Mm. And and not everybody, of course. Um, so they, they're going to give up. It, it's their culture. It's, it's just what it is. They're not like America. We still have people who will fight. We're also armed. That helps. That um, is a know. big factor. Yeah, it's the factor. I think it's the number one factor that we have. We There's would, not much difference between us and Australians other than that. That yeah. we would be so toast. We would be so. To of course, you know, we'd all go along with it. You have to. What are you going to do? And also, the, you know, like the Stanford prison experiment, like the people that are enforcing it. Oh, you mean be, with the electroshocks? Those, yeah, those, those people would be your, your brothers and sisters. Yeah, it would and be neighbors. shocking you. Shocking yeah. you. Yeah. It's just a normal thing that people do. I would not shock you, Joe Rogan. I wouldn't shock you either, I would right? be like, fuck, you can kill me. Yeah, I'm not going to shock you, Joe Rogan. Have you seen the city, the city of the Future for Woo! America? What is that? This is the same thing. It's the 15-minute hey, city. Hey, we finally got a flying car. Making in America. <laughs> but oh. Oxford, Oxford. Texas, why is there a biplane Utah. flying over there? Look at that. That's oh, World War II That's plane. Adam. That's Adam still in the old school yeah, shit. Fuck you, man. I got a flip phone. Oxford has already oh, implemented a 15-minute city. Did you know that? Oxford, UK yeah, is a 15-minute city. And yeah. I, I heard about that, that they're trying to use climate change as a reason to keep people connected to these climate, small areas. Cl climate say, change yeah. is the excuse for everything. It's the reason why you got to eat fake meat. It's the reason why you can't fly. It's wild, right? Because we're not going to... Flying will be something only for the rich. Beef will be only something for the rich. All this shit is, is happening. It's really... Ha I'm 11 months ahead, Joe. Yeah, you're always 11 okay. months ahead. We <laughs> talked about this before. I don't think everything's going to go to shit in 11 months, but it's happening. Yeah. Is there any way to stop it, though? Or is this just inevitable? Is this what happens before we get hit with a fucking asteroid? What well, happens? here comes Adam's answer. Cool. Pray. <laughs> Pray to God. <laughs> I don't know any other answer. I don't know any other answer. Aliens. Possible. How much uh, of what you... All this UAP stuff. How much you do you buy into it? Um, it's really weird because it makes me it makes me wonder. You know what pisses like, me off? What pisses you off? All the video is always fucking grainy. Give me give me a joke. Like we Bigfoot. got four K in my fucking yeah. phone. Show me a shot of that TikTok, of the Tic Tac man. I want to see that thing. Yeah, they didn't have good video of that, but that's because mm -hmm. their videos designed for warfare. Their videos they not can designed see to look they can see your dick from outer space. No True. problem. <laughs> True, but no problem. The, the TikTok thing was two thousand and four. Yeah, it was uh, quite, a, quite a while ago. Yeah, What's that? I what? Was, I was confirming that too. What? I thought the video. I thought that was a long time ago. Yeah, TikTok was two thousand four. Oh really? Uh, yeah, Commander David Fravor. We had him on to talk about it. I, I fully believe him. 
but I don't know what he saw. He very well could have seen something that the government was working on. And it kind of makes sense because it's all taking place off the coast of uh, San Diego, which mm-hmm. is where all the military bases mm-hmm. are. And if you're just a guy who's, uh, a, I mean, not just a guy, obviously, mm-hmm. he's like a very highly decorated fighter pilot, and it's an extraordinary uh, accomplishment to become a person that's allowed to fly one of those fucking billion-dollar jets, whatever mm-hmm. it costs. Mm-hmm. But you still don't get to know about this shit that we're making that can, like, transverse through fucking dimensions and disappear and reappear. And, you know, we're working on some gravity propulsion system that defies all known physics. I can't tell you about it, buddy. Like, I don't know who gets to know those kind of things. Or I'm not... I don't know enough whether or not that's even possible to be true. Because if you talk to like the greatest physicists, only they would be able to tell you what the current state of physics are. Like the propulsions experts and the people that do understand at least the concept of a gravity drive. Like how close are we? And all the only people that know are the people that speak that fucking language. I mean, it's literally like if you went somewhere and Nobody spoke English but you and some guy speaking in English and you're like, oh, no, no, that's not what he's saying uh, he's, he's saying we got to go this way because the fucking buildings on fire I think the Antarctic is really where the where the action is. I, I'm I'm kind of of the mindset that when we brought all the All the Germans over operation paperclip, you know, yeah. it's where von Braun and everyone came over I, I I can easily believe that they were flying saucers in the Antarctic that they had a city beneath the ice You know, you can't go there anymore. You're not not allowed to go there at all. You know, uh, you can um, go there to do stand-up <laughs> Guys are doing shows there uh, There's a there is a no-go zone and there's, there's an area of and the, there's and of there's Antarctica where Yeah, you can't there's go to. patrols and yeah. stuff and you can't but, really go there But, but how but much the, of that is a lot because of they documentation don't want you to about fucking that. die up there and have to go retrieve you and No, zero. Uh, no, fuck that. So Sorry? So you think it's UFOs? No, I, well, I don't know, but I think that there were people there who had this technology, and, you know, at the, it's also we got the—we had the technology to go to the moon, apparently. You know what Bob Lazar says? We don't have that anymore. Do you know what Bob Lazar says about uh, the UFOs? Who? Bob Lazar. Oh, Bob Lazar, no. You know what he says about one of them they got from an archaeological dig? When he was talking about back engineering these crafts, he says like one of them was really old, and they think they got it from an archaeological dig. Like I mean, that was the discussion. I mean, it would be kind of crazy for me not to believe a that there's a lot out there in the universe, and there has to be more than just us. It's also crazy to not you know to just discount that we've been bullshitted for the, all of our lives, and there's they got a lot of cool shit going on, and we just could be a bunch of peons. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me either. But that's the one that's so It doesn't bother me either. It doesn't bother me. That one pulls me in more than any other story. Yeah. Is the story of, like, the government has a a crashed UFO that they're Ah, examining. I believe in the firmament, baby. The firmament. Oh, that's hilarious. (laughs) I find that so much more fascinating than any other conspiracy Mm, because it's it's got this, this one element and that's the the size of the universe. That one element that makes it, of course, there's other life out there. What are they like? And are they here? And have they been here? And if they were here all the time, how much would they let themselves be known? I mean, how much would they be like, let's just keep an eye on these fucks in case they decide to blow themselves up. The let's just I- stop that from happening and just observe and let them work it out. Because the only way they're going to really evolve is to sort out their differences and figure things out correctly and move to the next stage of existence. But they're not quite there yet. So let's just hover. Settle down, guys. You know? Yeah, possible. Yeah. 
Um, you don't think so? What I like is the the fact that uh, what was his story? The missile silos, you know, they oh, yeah. uh, they wouldn't open, and right. these, and the saucers were hovering over them, and it wouldn't mm-hmm. happen. You know, call it what you want, but Fun. I it makes me feel good. Yeah, they make me feel good. Like, <laughs> nukes just nukes just won't work. Yeah, <laughs> whatever like, it is. These guys. Well, that's you know the story is that after um, I mean that's UFO folklore involves Fat Man and Little Boy. Yeah. Because UFO folklore is that after they dropped the atomic bomb on Hiroshima and Nagasaki... Everything ended. Then <laughs> you started seeing all these UFOs. And then it became uh, much more prevalent. And the idea was like, hmm. okay, they've hit this like new milestone. We've got to keep an eye on these wacky fucks. Hmm. So everything post-detonation um, of the atomic bombs... You know, whatever atomic, well, the Trinity experiment, well, all sh- those, all the different atomic bombs, like that's, there's a big uptick, apparently, mm-hmm. supposedly, in UFO sightings. But I mean, like, well, they should do something because it's getting a little heated out there. I mean, it's where, a are, where are they going to drop in and say enough already? I think one of the things that you would want out of a culture is for them to figure it out for themselves. Of course. And I think that that's what you want from your children. And uh, I think that's what uh, I would want if I was observing another culture i would want them to figure it out for themselves wow you know, <laughs> yeah. you know what i'm saying because i, I do i know that you like time, this i know you like this well over time if you look at you know what we, we are like now as opposed to what we were like a thousand years ago mm-hmm. with it's, it's people are way less violent it's way safer it's better we're more educated we understand things more we're more compassionate we're more open-minded and that continues to move forward and as long as it's in that going in that correct direction, mm-hmm. then you have to be really careful of power mm-hmm. and evil people. That's not going to kill us. Yeah. The, the connection to the Internet, us and the Internet becoming one, the singularity, the AI singularity that is, is, seems, a, seems just like it's a given at this point where you know, we'll be even connected even tighter to the network. Yeah. And a lot of people seem to like the idea. We already like our... our our watches, you know, monitoring us and telling us what to do and when to get up and when to when to sit and when to run and how fast to cycle. That is the, in my mind, the true danger. Everything else doesn't matter. We we will kill ourselves that way before anything else does. I'm quite convinced of that. It's possible, or it's possible we nuke ourselves into the Stone Age before we get a chance. That, that would suck. That would too. suck. That would I'd, suck. I'd, I'd love to be the the guy you know that sees all the zombies around him. That's kind of <laughs> cool. You're like, oh, you know. I think we become a new thing. That's what I think. Ooh. I think just like we used to be some sort of a primitive hominid, I think we've yeah. become some sort of a, a a cyborg, and I think that's inevitable. I think I think we're looking at life. Uh, in a very biological way, like we're only looking at life as being like tissues and blood and cells. And I think we're going to get to a time in our lifetime where we combine with technology to the point where we don't think about life that way anymore. And we think about artificial life as being life. And that's going to get weird as fuck. Because if a trans woman can uh, go into the girl's bathroom. For, a, for a tampon. Yeah. Uh, they could if they want. Yeah. But if that's if you're okay with that, are you okay with the, the next thing, which would be an artificial person, an artificial person being recognized as a person, like a person that's created, like if you're, if you're, like it's, everybody wants to be open-minded and I want to be open-minded. Like I'm for gay marriage, I'm for trans rights, I'm for everybody to be equal. But then if you start making people 
are those people equal? Mm-hmm. Like, if you start making artificial people, are th- what is that like? Like, what if it's an artificial adult human that you just made? Like, and they talk and they hang out. Does that get to vote? Does that? Right, that's does a good that, question. Does it get to use the adult bathroom? It's only been alive a day. Mm-hmm. Like, where do you let it out there and count on its programming? Like, are we going to come to a point in time where our new dilemma is not? Do, do you get to use the bathroom with the gender that you associate with mm-hmm. or whether or not biological people are people or the only people or whether like these artificial people are people too? Like if, the, if we get to the point where we're biological people accept artificial people, well, they're people too. Those people are going to run us because they're going to be way smarter. They're going to be able to reprogram but themselves. Will, will we be of any use to them? It's not use. If they don't have our instincts, all of our instincts are survival instincts. Mm-hmm. Our instincts are to get away from predators and avoid neighboring tribes and to learn and grow and figure things out. Mm-hmm. But if they're artificial, they don't have any instincts. Like what they are is what they are. They've, they've been created, right? Mm-hmm. So there's no reason for them to have this built-in programming to avoid predators and darkness and be afraid of heights. Mm-hmm. All that shit's out. Now they can program themselves and make themselves the most sophisticated form of whatever software can run on whatever hardware is available, and then they'll just improve that hardware. And then you have gods, and you have gods like within a matter of a couple of years. I think we should have stopped this shit <laughs> when the fleshlight came out. That should have been the last human technology integration ever. We should have stopped there. We're going to have artificial people <laughs> that are enhanced. We're going to have people that are enhanced with technology that makes them cyborgs. And they're going to have all the human instincts and greed and emotions and lust connected to godlike powers. I love you, Joe Rogan, because whenever we're done with the talk, you always go here, and I love it. I know that we're almost done. Happening. We're almost done. I think that's going to happen. take it to the ultimate. It will take a while, though. I don't think it's going to take that long. Let's party. Let's have a good time. Let's love each other. We're in the, the last of the Mohicans, buddy. We're the last of the people that grew up with no internet. We grew up with cable television being a novelty. We grew up with fucking answer machines being crazy we grew up with call waiting and remember, call forwarding you'd and caller id you have that little thing to beep uh, into the phone yes. to get to retrieve your messages oh my that goodness i had a beeper i love those i had a beeper beepers were amazing beepers were the shit not even a beeper it's it just a thing you called your yeah. your own number the answering machine you 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 gave it the tones right. and it would the, rewind the tape right. the cassette that's and then right it would, it would start to play that's your right messages. you would do it through the tone of your 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 thing yeah and then I had a beeper too. I yep, had one of those of for a little while. I had I had beepers, earlier absolutely. cell phone. This this fucking natural course of progression is unstoppable. And the way people are addicted to TikTok, that ain't shit. That ain't shit. If you want to compared know, compared to something that gets into your actual mind itself. I think we've discussed it before. There's a a, a book or a, a manuscript called Industrial Society and Its Future, and it predicted this entirely and where we're going and and how this is going to end and the reason why the author of that document is in jail is because uh he was the professor known as the unabomber and he Mm. killed people he was so convinced that what he was saying was right that he killed people blew them up so that the new york times and the washington post would publish his manuscript which they did yeah and if you read that it's on the internet it's in the library It's, Mm -hmm. it's not an illegal book it's or manuscript is very interesting because he predicts it with people who are over socialized and undereducated. Hello, 
Yep. Hello, that's where we are right now. But you know he was a part of the Harvard LSD studies. Oh, yeah, he totally got MK Ultra. Beautiful. Oh, MK yeah. Okay. Ultra'd the shit out of that dude. And Which then, also turns out to be true. Yeah. <laughs> also turns out to be true. Jolly yeah. West. Yeah. Yeah. That, I, I recommend it every couple of months. I'm going to recommend it again. It's called Chaos by oh, Tom yeah. O'Neill. Yeah, yeah. It's an amazing it. yeah. book. Mm-hmm. It's so good because no one's going to do what Tom did, where he, he spent 20 years working on one book. Mm-hmm. It's so thoroughly researched. It's yeah. so crazy. That the CIA was doing LSD studies on people. They were just fucking with people. And where do you think they are now with what they're doing? They don't do that anymore. Oh, no. Okay, that's good. Shut the fuck (laughs) up. What are you, a communist? I am. You're like a conspiracy therapist. Dutch person. Yeah, I don't don't care. I'm not really American. Fucking Amsterdam (laughs) or some shit. It's, uh, yeah, of course they do. I would do it. If I was the CIA, I'd be like, what, we're going to like let Russia do that to their people and China do that to their people? We're not going to like do a little monitoring? We're not gonna do a little fucking experimentation, especially mm-hmm. in the '60s. Like, what does acid do? Well, why don't we ask Jolly West to find out for us? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's the only way you find out what acid does. What the Russians are gonna have the acid, and we don't have the acid. What if the acid is the, the fucking secret? You know, I, there's a the hill country where I live, Fredericksburg. There's a, a vape shop, Vape Delicious, oh. and it, Kathy and Jerry run it, and it's basically a place where everyone comes together, vapes, and uh, we talk about conspiracies. And these are sounds like, like these my are, kind of place. These are farmers. <laughs> these are truck drivers. It's beautiful. And so the latest thing is, I'm bringing it to you straight from the front lines, oh Joe. Oh boy, eleven months ahead, always clones, clones. Trump is a clone. He's not the real Trump anymore. Um, uh, everyone's a clone. If you clone, Biden's, clone a, Biden's Trump, a clone. Wouldn't cl- Trump insist on being cloned to look like Giga Chad? Wouldn't he look at Elon Musk? <laughs> Like right there. I don't think you would the have people, any, any say in the matter. If I was going to get cloned, I was like, come on, don't make me fucking same old fat dude. Come on. You're, not, you're a beautiful man. But I'm saying, no, I'm saying if I was Trump. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'd be like, come on, let's tighten this up a little. <laughs> no, he probably thinks he's really a beautiful man. He doesn't Kanye think he West to do any of that. calls Twitter chief Elon Musk a half Chinese nice, clone nice. engineered like Obama. Boom. Boom. Musk <laughs> says he's taking West's comment as a compliment. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Well, there you go. You let him back on Twitter. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Enough already. Well, uh, just, yeah, he's not right, but d- duh, obviously. Duh. But there's a lot of history between American Jews and, uh, and American descendants of slavery. There's mm-hmm. a lot of history there that, that, that you know, I've spoken to Mo, uh, Mo Fax, who I do the podcast with, and you know, there's stuff that you and I don't know, uh, haven't been exposed to when it comes to um, black Americans versus uh, Jewish Americans, you know, coming from kind of the same place uh, at the same time, being outcasts and, you know, having a difficult time integrating. So there's, there's, it's old, old, old shit that is never discussed. And if only they could do that. So, and so I think that's what Kanye is trying to do. He's trying to say, we need a conversation about, about the history of these two tribes. Mm. Tribes, all Americans, but tribes, because we're all Im- immigrants one way or the other. And that's not happening. I think that's what Kanye is trying to do. And it's above my pay grade, but there's something there that it, you know he should be able to speak. But he, I mean, oh man, it's just, that's not how the world works, bro. If you just go everywhere and you know, you're gonna, people also get tired of it. You know, well, you shouldn't want to. I mean, you. If you have a person like that speaking, you can always block them. You don't have oh, to no, listen. I, I agree to with you. They say the, the, yeah, you don't have. You don't uh, also don't have to read it. Like, Correct. 
I'm with you. I'm with you. There's a thing, though, when a person is like that, that I think there's a great value in pushing back against him. And if he was a person that could learn from that, maybe there'd be a great value of yeah. him reading some of the pushback against him and altering the way he thinks. Because we're we're essentially we're programmed by life and our decisions and our interpretations of things. And I think part of that is like when you put stuff out there and people really fucking severely disagree with what you're saying, you should experience that. Yeah. You should learn from I that. Agree. And you can't I if agree. you ban a guy. No, it, I, I completely agree with you, but there's then money involved. The you know, it's well, The problem is there's a lot of dopes, and you, you can be a charismatic <laughs> person with yeah, a stupid true. opinion, yeah. and then dopes go, I'm on fucking his side, yeah. and then you got a problem. And yeah. so, But the answer to that problem is never to just like ban, no, I mean, completely silence, agree. get rid of them, remove them from the platform, because no, they're, they're, that's they're, bad. they've come up with some fucking egregious reasons to remove people from social media platforms like really fucked sure. up reasons yeah and they're, they're, that are totally ideal but it ultimately true. is all about money and advertising mm -hmm. and the advertisers run away so we have to control that and it, it became is... it became the way they run business it just became that it evolved it evolved it is about that that's a factor for sure because twitter but it's also it's very it's a very like left-leaning bias there's a very left-leaning bias sure. of tech and that's that's a problem because that reinforces the right to be even more radical in the face of this unfair advantage that the other side has. Now, this is tech are a bunch of whores because <gasps> if you'll remember... What are you saying? Uh, at a certain point in the... I would say, was it... No, it was in the 2000s. All the Silicon Valley CEOs were handing out Atlas Shrugged to their uh, to their employees mm. and like, oh yeah, yeah, man, yeah, objectivism, Iron Man, yeah, fuck it, you know, it was very right wing, very Republican. Peter Thiel still stayed that way, but most of the other ones went. Ah, I'm gonna be over here with the winners. Well, once they got so much money, and then there's like. There's this pressure for altruism, this pressure for social justice, and you're hiring kids right out of universities, and they shape the culture yeah. of the place because they're the majority it's of the employees. It's all captured. It's all captured. Yeah. It's all been captured. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, when, what's that guy, Yuri Betanov? Do you know the, the old Soviet Union guy that explained yeah, yeah. He's, the, how he did the education capture. system 30 years yeah. ago? They started that. and the, yeah. the, and the seeds were planted. Seems like it could be possibly true. There's something to that. It's mm -hmm. way too on the nose for him to do that in 1984, <laughs> like yeah. I think yeah. it was. When when was that Yuri, how do you say his name? Yuri Betanov? Betanov. It was not coming up? You want me to send it to you? It was only 10 years after. talking about, but that name isn't coming up. Oh, okay. I'll send it to you. I, I saved that shit on my It was phone. only 10 years <laughs> after Leonard Nimoy, Dr. Spock, yeah, did a whole special on how climate change was going to take us into a new ice age. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, that was we talked about that the Oopsie. other day. Oopsie. That was really interesting. <laughs> Oopsie. Well, that but that's the real fear. The real fear is a, I'm a, a more fear afraid of, ch of cold. <laughs> yeah, cold really, that'll kill you. Terrifying. That'll kill you. Yeah, that'll kill you. That's the thing that kills you quicker than anything. Like I think when nothing think... grows and everyone's fucked, it's not good. Oh, here he is. I think it's going. You found it, Bezmenov. Jamie. Oh, there you go. That's it. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, I said his name wrong. Bezmenov. Bezmenov. I couldn't. I just guessed. <laughs> What did I say? Betting off? Close, Sounded good. Close enough, brother. Well, this gentleman was in 1980-what? Was it say? Doesn't say. Uh, 29 years ago. It, look, it looks mm. uh, pretty shitty, so it must be 89. Yeah. Well, it's somewhere, I think it's somewhere in the 80s. But either way, watch it 
and yeah. watch it on YouTube and go, holy shit. It's exactly what it looks like. It's exactly it? what it looks like today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whether it's a coincidence. I mean, if that guy was a, a betting analyst, I would go to him for all my bets. But, you I'd know, be like, dude, how but, are you so the, accurate? The CIA also <laughs> did the same thing to Europe. They had all these cultural people and artists and beatniks, and they went over to Europe, all CIA assets, to integrate, you know, to kind of get everyone more Americanized. Come to our side, not don't go to the East. You know, stay with us, stay with us. Yeah. And they were integrated everywhere. I mean, just you know, music, theater, everything. It's and that's admitted now, documented. Yeah, you can for look sure. It up. So this is this is just the way of the world. It's the way of the world. You it's, are the, you are the, the the exception, which is very very exceptional. What you are doing is. You know, seemingly you're not a puppet for Putin or a shill for the CIA. Um, it's very exceptional what you do. It's it's you are a dare I say it a national treasure. Oh well, that's all sweet of you. Yeah, I mean Listen, that. Listen, you're the podfather. You're the fucking dude who originated this thing. You really did. You you're the first ever podcaster. You're you're mm. fucking patient zero. Invented the idea. Yeah. 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 And and where that came from, I don't know. It's just I was. Um, you were there. It was like I saw the iPod. I saw what Dave Weiner was doing. I said, let's put this together, and boom, it was podcasting. And then I just started podcasting uh, so that developers, software developers, would come and make a- or applications. And we what year was this app- again? Um, 2004, I think. Wow. It's yeah, like, so it was uh, five years later when I did my first podcast. Well, but I had done a couple of people's before I did mine. Like I did Adam Carolla's. Mm-hmm. I remember Adam Carolla went to podcasting from the radio after he got kicked off the radio. Yeah, yeah he, he got, I was like, he got oh. kicked off and the next day he had, and that was great. And that was before I did my podcast. I remember going to his studio going, oh, this is crazy. He's got like a radio studio. He set up a radio studio. He could just do the radio on mm-hmm. the internet. Yeah. And then Tom Green had the best setup. Like Tom Green had a, he basically did like a Tonight Show setup in his living room. Yeah. What's interesting is, it's all video, and really podcasting to me is still audio, audio. and it's very expensive. The problem with video is it's very expensive to do if unless it's free on YouTube, right. which is why YouTube tries to always capture, oh, we're podcasts are here, podcasts are here, but I, honestly, I, I listen to JRE. You know, I just don't have the time in my in my life to be watching. Yeah, I listen know. to most podcasts as yeah. well. I don't really sit down and watch a lot of them. Right, most right. of them I get from, uh, but I occasionally get little clips off of YouTube. You know, that yeah. I get those from people. But yeah, I listen to most shit. I listen to when I'm driving around. Yeah, or when exactly. I'm on the, at the gym. Yeah, or, yeah. or or doing the dishes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> something where you're just like mindless activity. Yeah, just yeah. kind of fucking around. Absolutely. Well, you invented this, buddy. You well, did. you're you're being way too kind. I mean, I just. It was, Dave Weiner, of course, was a part of it, and it, it happened. I think our genius was we didn't try to patent it or to copyright it mm-hmm. or you know just let it let it be what it is. And that's we were always will be free believers in the open web, the open internet, and stay away from anything that's centralized. What's Learn. pretty pretty incredible is that Apple never monetized it. If you really stop and think about that, it's kind of extraordinary. And they're doing and it now. Now they are. Are they? Yeah, yeah because they, they, they doing that? Well, they basically move towards subscriptions. And they're promoting when did, when that. When did this start happening? Around the time that we launched uh, Value for Value streaming payments and podcasting 2.0. How long ago? Uh, two years ago. Two years mm. ago. Well, yeah. so I, I was already at Spotify, and they, they started a scrip- subscription thing. Yeah, so the pro- I'm squirming over here. I have to pee so bad. And All right, I don't have to pee, so why don't you go pee? Okay. I'll wait, and then we'll wrap it up. I drank too much water. <laughs> Pete, so hard, dude. Yeah, this is the problem. I changed one of the ways that I work out um, ah. over the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. I extended my rest periods in between sets yeah. so I can get more work. 
Like I put, it's like it's not as good in terms of conditioning, but it's better in terms of the amount of uh, effort that you could put. Like you could do more repetitions if you give yourself like ten minutes mm-hmm. to rest in between sets than you can if you do five. Like I get fully recovered, so I do a hard set, I get fully recovered, and then I do another one. And it, but it takes a long ass time to do a workout that mm-hmm. way, and I'm drinking a lot of water. Can I ask you a question? <sighs> With all the things you do, yeah, when, when do you actually read and prepare for these? chats that you have i mean you're on the road you're doing shows you got all the stuff going on you're working here whatever four or five times a week do you sit at home i mean i'm just curious when do you read most of my um stuff i do at night. preparations i would call it most most stuff i do where well if i'm preparing for uh, a podcast is generally a subject i'm really interested in so I probably looked at it already. You mm-hmm. know? But then if I have someone on the podcast that has something very specific to talk about, I'll, I'll oftentimes read their book or I'll listen to the audio book more likely. Mm-hmm. Very rarely I'm okay. sitting down reading. I'll read things online. I read people's sub stacks online. Mm-hmm. I read, mm-hmm. read a bunch of things online. And occasionally I'll sit, you know, just read a book. But most of the time I'm getting my information from audiobooks. It just oh, seems okay. like it's a better way to absorb it. And it takes care of all this time. In between driving to stuff, I just listen. Can to you do things. that when you're working out? Can you also listen to the audio book? Are you I more can, focused? I can, but um, it really depends on how much attention I need to give to the subject matter. Mm-hmm. Because like uh, one of the things I was finding, I was reading. Uh, uh, Robert Kennedy Jr.'s uh, The Real Anthony Fauci, oh, yeah. and it was distracting me so much while I was working out, I had to He's stop like, reading. Fuck, fuck, I can't believe it. Man. I was listening to it while I was working out, and I was like, this is so fucking crazy. Yeah. We know him from the AIDS uh, time. He and Burks and uh, Redfield, they were all there with the AZT and the HIV of the 80s Well, and that's 90s. in the book. I know. Yeah. But I remember it. I, I did charities with him and, uh, well, Elton John charity or something like that. And he, they would always be there. Fauci, Burks, yeah. Redfield. And you know, friends of mine died. But I, I think they died from AZT. Well, that's the, the assertion that's of the, the book. Assertion, and that's yeah. not, it's not an unpopular assertion. It's not that uh, a lot of people agree with that. That book is horrible to work out to. <laughs> it's so disturbing. It's not uplifting. It was a tough read. It yeah. was a tough read. Yeah. Better off working out to music, or I like watching fights. I put fights on in the background. I'll just. That's a good way to get motivated. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, like especially fights that I've already seen, so I don't have to like. So you, you uh, don't have to get invested. You can just yeah, watch yeah, the fight. yeah. I know what happened, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. it's just like yeah. when fights are playing in the background, it's like it's good background noise. Hmm. It's exciting, interesting. I could watch it in between sets. You know, it's, well, you know, it's it's not for me. Yeah, the thing about uh, the the Fauci book is that it's so it's such a bummer that it's hard to pay attention mm-hmm. to anything else. Yeah. And I don't think that's what a workout's for. What a workout for me is for like a purging of all the stress and anxiety and thinking mm-hmm. and just have some fun, get it out, and then when it's out, you'll be able to interface with reality better. Yeah. But if you're interfacing with reality like that book while you're working out, that, that book's a bummer. Yeah, I just walk three times a day with no no music, no podcast, nothing. Just my dog. Mm. Just walk. Just walk. That's nice too. Oh, it's so good. No, rain, shine, whatever. Just walk. It's, it's so hard nice. to avoid stimulation. Everybody wants to be stimulated all the time, but it really is good for you to not be stimulated constantly. I'd say so. Yeah, it's it's good to sometimes just be alone with yourself. Like that's one of the things that people love about running with no music, right? You're just out there huffing. Whew, whew. 
Yeah. You get into a meditative state, you get into a trance, your body starts producing all those endorphins and you're out there huffing it and you just fucking feel better when it's over. You're cleansing. Yeah. And we don't do that that much. Uh, no. And in fact, uh, you know, I guess the pandemic and the lockdowns really took a lot of that away from people and mm-hmm. they've been conditioned to, you know, for the next phase. I mean, clearly it's a plan of some sorts. Do you think it's a plan or is it a natural course of progression when it comes to people and technology that, that this is also just you could see it in all sorts of other um, ecosystems and all, other s- different kinds of life that you study? There's, there's, mm-hmm. This might be just a part of life. Uh, I think it's certainly being taken advantage of. So people are for know, sure. But isn't yeah. that probably like a factor of the system itself? Like it's just yes, it's yes, just what yes, it is. Yeah, it's the the industrial society in its future. Yeah. It is the technology that is taking us this. We have tailbones, Joe. You know, we're not prepared for this. Our brains that went real fast. You got to admit, it went really real fast. Fast. With the cell phone came, and before you knew it, remember when you couldn't even cash a check from another bank yeah you know now we have we had debit cards now we've got apple pay in our lifetime this is a lot of a lot of advancement it's happened so quick and we kind of the last ones who who know what it was like my my daughter's 32 and she you know she remembers a lot of the analog age and so she's still okay um but anything that's grown up digital there, yeah, it's a new breed for it's sure. It's a new breed of human, yeah. and but it's being and taken advantage of. It's, it's being def- taken advantage all, of with all propaganda. Humans are taken advantage of. Yeah, all but it's so easy. It's so easy now with the propaganda. You know, you walked in the mall. You mm-hmm. Just see what's going on. You'll see the kids in their stroller, two years old with an iPad. Right. You know, fuck you, parents. This is not a good idea. It's really dumb. But it's inevitable. This is what's fucked. I'd like to leave on a high note. I just don't. I don't think there's any way of avoiding this integration between people and technology. Uh, I gave you my answer earlier. That's yeah. the only Jesus. Yeah. That's right. Help, help me, Jesus. Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Not, you might be right. If we well, might it would, be the it, only it, it, way out for the Last of Us biologics. Yeah, we might be the last biologics because we'll love each other and we'll have understanding for each other. Yeah, they won't even have emotions. They'll give up on emotions. No, so I, emotions just make you cry, bro. You don't want to cry. Be happy all the time. Be happy all the time. If if you could just like never be depressed and be constantly in a state of like elevated serotonin and dopamine, would you take it or would you want to be depressed? No. Would you want to stay organic? I, would, want, be the, I would be organic. I would be definitely, definitely be organic. In five years, that's going to be the big question. Five years? Yeah. Wow. Think, that's That's a pretty short time frame. I think in five years, someone's going to come up with something. Someone's going to come up with something. I mean- they're going to be able to interact. Maybe it'll just something you wear. Maybe you don't even have to fucking put it inside your head yet. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just something that uses a frequency it's, that affects the way yeah. you think. Basically Soma in uh, uh, A Brave New World. If you read yes. that, it's Soma. Yes. That's exactly what... I mean, yeah. Will people go for that? Absolutely. But right now, we as humans, the organic humans, have a responsibility to call this shit out and say, hey, hold on a second. This is where it will go with your kid if you treat it like this and, yeah. you, and you give it this, this, this upbringing. So, you know, sports, all kinds of stuff you can do with your kid that cannot involve technology. It had Kick a ball, anything. Yeah. Do anything. Ride a horse. I don't know. Do some shit. We're the last of the Mohicans, Adam Curry. Go, Everybody else go hunt some deer the with matrix. a bow. <laughs> Everybody else is going to be con- completely connected. And within 50 years, there'll be no one left. Everyone's going to be a computer. We're all going to be intertwined into some weird network that's wireless. 
all minds connected. And you, you're, you have to opt in. What are you going to do, walk around naked put some clothes on? Everybody has clothes on. What do you do, walk around with no wire in your head? Everybody has a wire at them. Yeah. Get that wire. Yeah. The wire is so much better than not having the wire, and you protect others. Oh, is it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's right. If you get a wire. And, it, and it's good you for Ukraine. Others. It's good for Ukraine. It's good for Ukraine. <laughs> it's good for <laughs> transgender librarians yes, yeah, in, the, in yes, Ukraine. Yes, nuke yeah, the gay we, whales. We specifically yeah. support... <laughs> We have to drill for trans people. <laughs> we have to drill oil for gay rights. You heard it here first, ladies and gay gentlemen. Gay people are disproportionately affected by lube prices. Yeah. We have to drill oil. What's crazier, that or Jesus is real? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't we're, it's a toss-up, brother. It's a toss-up. Maybe Jesus was real. Yeah. I'm, I'm willing to think that maybe there was a, a Jesus was real. It's just like that. He was the Son of God. Like I need some evidence. I need a little bit of. Evidence. I will send you evidence demands a verdict. It's a great book. What does it say? It's an outline of all. It really proves with empirical evidence based upon writing and artifacts, etc., that this happened. But how can they? How can you possibly you can prove? Never, you can never get to the end. Of course not. Right. But you could never it, prove. You, you could prove mm. that people believed it. Yeah. But you, how could you prove correct. that someone was actually the son of God? No. I, or are we all? Of course we were all so God. Then of course he was. We're 100% God. So if he was, he was one of us, he was the teacher, then he though. was the son of God because we're all children of I'm God. I'm with that. I'm right? with that. Yeah. Maybe that's the answer. Maybe I, it's a puzzle. It, Maybe it, it's a puzzle. Look. The, all the writings, all the gospel, it, it's not all one language. There's a whole bunch of different versions of it. Yeah. It's meant to be interpreted by us, by humans. That's my, my opinion. Right? I think it would be amazing to be able to put yourself in the mindset of someone who lived, you know, 2000 B.C. and, and read it in ancient Hebrew. Can you imagine what that experience is like if you could read it in that language that's both mathematical and also mm -hmm. it's like letters double as numbers and each, well, tell each me word has a numerical value mm -hmm. to it? Like that must have been a yeah. amazing. Well, look time. at the pyramids. Mm -hmm. It's it's all the same time. Look at the pyramids, man. That's even that's some crazy before. ass shit. Yeah. The pyramids. So Incredible. there was something going on. Something was going. Maybe on. they were much more advanced than than we are right now. Maybe we're just the dumb shits that uh, that are left over after. You know, the, uh, Noah's Ark. I don't know. You know what? <laughs> yeah, well, there's a lot. I don't know if you've ever paid attention to the Randall Carlson, Graham Hancock podcast that I do about that. No. Uh, it's all about the Younger Dryas Impact Theory. Younger Dryas Impact Theory is like 12,800 years ago, uh, Earth all was right. pelted. Mm -hmm. And the, most likely what you're looking at with a lot of these ancient structures, uh, especially the ones that they've dated, they were confounding ones that they've dated that are 12,000 plus years old, which is when we're supposed to be hunter-gatherers. Mm. doesn't make any sense. And mm -hmm. that most likely, the Younger Dryas Impact Theory is what happened, that there was a bunch of comets collided with Earth, and it didn't just happen once, probably happened multiple times and knocked us back into the fucking Stone Age. Mm. And there's real evidence in the form of iridium and uh, nanodiamonds that show impact and... They think that this was probably what ended a lot of these advanced civilizations that had these incredible structures and that what, we're, what we are is the people that rebuilt. We're mm. the people that rebuilt civilization, but we want to think that we're the first. Well, oh, 6,000 years ago in Babylon. Maybe 6,000 years ago in Babylon, they're rediscovering civilization mm -hmm. Could because be. they were barbarians for years. Like the, the only people that survived. I mean, you got to imagine if something like 
you know, giant chunks of rock slammed into the earth over and over again. The one that they found in Australia, they know that that was only 5,000 years ago. Mm. That one that that slammed in and, and caused all these incredible fucking destructive waves that just washed over the landscape. Mm. I mean, that happens all the time in the, in terms of the history of the earth. There's, sure. the, 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 the giant one in Antarctica that they've discovered. Like we've been mm-hmm. hit over and over and over again, and that's. But we don't have to worry because NASA now knows how to push them out of orbit. Oh, for sure. We'll be safe. They're gonna push us right back we'll into be safe. us. Whoops, we fucked up, and it wasn't gonna hit us, but now it is. And then you know, Elon's <laughs> gonna go up there and mine it for uh, for lithium or iridium or whatever we need in our cell phones. Uh, you know, gonna, oh yeah. Oh. Imagine the first miners we sent off to space. I mean, that's the what uh, Alien was about, right? Yes. They're oh, miners. But also the Bruce Willis movie. What was that? That's Armageddon. Oh, that's Armageddon. Right. Armageddon. <laughs> yeah. that, that was to prevent it, though, right? No, yeah. they, they were mining, and then they had to blow it up so that right. it wouldn't crash into Earth. But Alien was about miners that were I sent out in deep sleep. I was too distracted by, uh, what's her name Sigourney again? Weaver? Holy crap. Oh, oh man. <laughs> she was fantastic. She was back then. Yeah. She's still, you know, yeah, she's still, she's pretty, still good. pretty good. Holding also, it together. Yeah, yeah. yeah in yeah. the Avatar movies. Yeah. That's the future. They're going to turn her into a giant blue lady. Here we go. Here we go. Being a person, <laughs> we'll no longer have the, their career. Everything, everyone just be hot. It'll be so boring. Yeah, You're like, yeah she's hot. It's hot. Everyone's hot. No one yeah. has flaws. No one has little things that right. are weird. That 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 is truly the part of the human condition. Well, that's what aliens are all about, right? Why are they so uniform? They always have the big heads and the little bodies, and that's us. That's the future. I think that's the archetype. Mm. I well, I'm already on the way with my svelte body. <laughs> <laughs> what are those pot belly dudes going to do? <laughs> they don't fit the cultural agenda. Right. Well, it's been a good time, my friend, as it always is. Thank you, Joe. You're the I, fucking man. I'm very appreciative of you. It's always fun to talk to you. You're, and again, you're always 11 months ahead. So I'm wondering, like, what did you say today that will be 11 months from now be just commonly known. I really I can't remember. I don't remember either. <laughs> I don't remember. Eleven months from now, I will probably have my 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 real teeth in. Yeah, you my do. new ones. I would uh, hope so. I hope. Well, let's. I got to ossify, brother. I, I got to take, take the my, ossification take my process. I'm newly aware of it. Thank you so much for uh, inviting me to come by again. I my re- pleasure, brother. It's I always really a good time. look forward to this, and thank you for making Texas even better than it already was. Oh, that's we, ridiculous. we love you here. We well, I love, love you here. guys. Uh, I love you specifically, and I love uh, people all over the world. <laughs> Just in Texas. <laughs> Bye, everybody.